Hey, y'all, it's the Robert Scott Bell Show, the home for all the homeopathic hits. <laughs> We're going to do it. Another one, a bit emotional today on the remedy of the day. Acknowledging Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. For those of you who are fasting today, uh, we got a lot to do. We got uh, Dr. Jason Dean coming on for hour one. We got my buddy Jared St. Clair, who uh, did a lot this uh, last last week in support of my friend Jonathan Emord as well. And uh, he's got Vitality Nutrition. We're going to talk about moral and ethical dilemmas associated with uh, COVID mRNA injections. Uh, we also have uh, the risk of autism increased diagnosis in those who are pregnant, usually women, only women, and consumption of aspartame, a.k.a. NutraSweet. So we'll talk about that as well. we got questions of the day coming in, some pretty interesting questions of the day. And... Uh, that's that's all but that's all folks no that's a lot folks let's uh crank this show uh, uh up for uh health freedom and healing liberty it is monday after all might as well uh might as well do that go ahead super don the robert scott the bell robert show. scott bell show Voice of health, freedom, and liberty. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Oh, I just realized I didn't finish mowing the lawn. Can we uh, d- delay the show or Super Don? Can you take over? I'll be right back. Actually, no, I'm not going to do that. Uh, it was a uh, you know morning and a catching up. I had to repair the lawnmower, got it fixed, and uh, went out there, mowed the lawn, and then realized, wait a second, I got to do somebody else's show today. <laughs> <laughs> came in quickly, got ready. So uh, are there ever those days that happen that I could ask you to just go ahead and take over the show and I can finish up some tasks? Uh, no? Just just on a dime? Yeah. No. No, that would not be cool no, at all. That would at all. suck. But, but it's, um, it, it, I don't you, think you're saying they, you'd rather mow the lawn than do the show today? No, it's, it's sort of like if you've ever been halfway or more through a, a, a task – and then suddenly you're like, oh, my God, I have to do this other task, and I can't complete <laughs> yeah. that one. You're like, Story oh, of my life. I just yeah. left that hanging. 100%. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's that, as I'm realizing, you know, I'm do, there's a lot of things I want to do simultaneous to this. Not that I don't want to do the show, because I love to do the show. You know that. Yes. And we have great folks coming on board, Dr. Jason Dean, Jared St. Clair, and y'all are in the chat room, wherever you are, uh, joining us. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, – it's the question of the day from Bala. Well, that's a big one. We haven't heard it's from a good Bala one. Oh, while. it's a good one. It's gonna that's oh. gonna create some conversation for sure. But first and foremost, happy Monday. Happy Monday. Happy Daughter's and Day. Did you know today is Daughter's Day? Daughter's Day. It happy Daughter's da- Day. It is Ari. Daughter's Day to it's all the daughters Yom out there. Yes. Yom Kippur. Day of Atonement. This is the day. One day a week. I'm sorry. That's for me. One day a week. One day a year. Uh, <laughs> that. Jews will fast and ask for forgiveness and all of that. And it's a sacred, it's probably the, the sacredest of sacred holidays in the year. So acknowledging uh, Yom Kippur today as well. And then we get into, oh, well, let's just, let's just pause there and just take a moment and go, all right, what does that, that atonement mean? And, and you think about the word at one meant, right? Being at one with the creator. And I think that is uh, removing the obstacles for that is part of what this day is all about. So I do want to acknowledge that for everybody that's participating. Look at Lori giving me a hard time. Why is Lori giving you a hard time? You were asking me if you could just take off and go and just have me take over the show. 
Yes. And I'm like, no, that would suck. Lori chimes in. Leslie could do it. It's true. <laughs> I heard from Leslie. Wait, look at that. Morning. I'm getting shown up here right out of the gate here. Leslie could well, do it. I know. I, I heard. How about from Lori Leslie. could do it? Lori could do it, maybe. Yeah. Right. But Leslie was, uh, they're working on the the little house on the prairie, so to speak, that they're, yes. they're fixing up because they got the big one that they, ha- that that's a big job. But anyway, we're talking and she said uh, one of her daughters was uh, made a, a pie of some kind. I saw a picture of it. It looked delicious. And uh, it, it made me long to go back on the homestead just to eat pie. Nice. Uh, it's not that difficult. Life is not that complicated. We should just, just rename pie. her Marie Calendars or something, right? You know, <laughs> I mean, everything's pie. Everything's organic uh, and clean so also lovely. today is yeah. uh the ama after the show oh yeah that's right we got a, a big day if i'm gonna complete the lawn uh i'm gonna have to dig in real we'll quick do a right short bonus show. you can run out mow the lawn and I uh i want to i want to welcome robert mm-hmm. welcome robert thank welcome you to, yeah. no it's another robert uh oh. that just joined us on patreon just in time just in time Yes. Did you guys get the invitation for the Zoom AMA? That's after the show today. It's 7 o'clock Eastern, 4 o'clock Pacific, and we're going to have AMA. i got lots of good giveaways. And for those that, that won stuff last time, uh, I've been a slacker. I've been too busy, <laughs> and I haven't shipped anything out in the last month. So we're going to do double shipments this this month. If you win more, you'll get more. Uh, and that's part of the fun I get to have given back to you, thanks to some of the, the key sponsors that support this, this uh, broadcast of Health, Freedom, and Healing Liberty. In fact, I, I got something really special. I'm not going to tell anybody from Nutritional Frontiers that I'll give away as well. Um, so you guys want to be part of that uh, very special Zoom AMA. Every month we do it. And today is the day, 25th of September. Uh, we have Dr. Jason Dean. We also have Jared St. Clair. Also, we have an opening story uh, from uh, the Defender. This one is written by John Michael Dumai or Dumais. I don't know how to pronounce that last name, but it's about a- the journalist Alex Berenson who appeared with Joe Rogan last Wednesday. And they were talking about the controversy over mRNA. I don't call them vaccines or injections. Instruction manuals for your DNA protein synthesis and uh, to produce abhorrent toxic proteins. Uh, Big Pharma's monetary incentives and Berenson's ongoing lawsuit against Pfizer and the U.S. government. Do you know this guy, Berenson Superdon? Do you know you have some backstory on him? Uh, um, he's a journalist. Yeah. And I, I'm trying to remember what the story because you know, during the, the the pandemic, there was a there were a number of journalists that got um censored blacklisted yeah. and that ended up filing lawsuits. I, I can't remember what who Berenson was with originally. He was writing for somebody. Mm-hmm. Um and then I believe he got he got censored and so he's filed a lawsuit. It's an interesting coincidence, which I don't know. I, I, it's hard for me to accept coincidences on this show anymore because it seems like <laughs> yeah. they happen all the time. But That's this is a perfect, I think anyway, a perfect um, article that will go with Bala's uh, question later on in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Berenson, from my understanding, he's not against vaccines. Right. But he is calling out uh, the pharmaceutical companies, Pfizer, I think in particular, uh, about the mRNA vaccine. And so, and it's, uh, it's interesting. Let's, I've got a couple of clips here. Uh, I got yeah. three of them, actually. This was him with Joe Rogan last week talking about the, uh, the mRNA vaccine. It's, I, I just love it when, when Rogan gets to talk about this and then we can't be on Spotify. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right. Like what's up? Why are we banned? I'll tell you, I was I was uh I was inspired this mm-hmm. morning. I went over to Spotify. 
Yeah. And I resubmitted our, our, uh, a podcast. Oh, so I'm, we'll see what yeah. happens. Dude, you're but, right to that point. I mean, what are we doing that Rogan? It, I, mean, he, I mean, listen, listen, listen to this here. Here's Alex Berenson from last week. We do not know what the long-term effects of the mRNA vaccines are. And it is, it is, I, I would go beyond borderline. I would say it is immoral and unethical to keep using those right now. Okay. There, if you're going to insist on giving people COVID vaccines, there are simpler, cheaper ones that don't have this question about what they do long-term. The mRNAs, at this point to me, they're a failed product, and they basically should be withdrawn. Um, it will never happen. There's far, far too much at stake for both the pharmaceutical industry and public health and the Democratic Party and the media to even consider allowing that to happen. But the promise, Joe, the promise two and a half years ago was these vaccines are new, they are going to revolutionize the treatment of respiratory viruses. They're going to eliminate COVID. Don't let them tell you that's not what they said because it is what they said. Okay? Not there may be some symptom reduction. It may reduce cases of serious illness. No. It was these are so effective. We're going to get to herd immunity with them. And COVID is not going to be a problem ever again. That was total horse <laughs> And we can't let them forget. Wow. Yeah, and, and coming from a, a journalist, as you, you say, these are mainstream, somewhat mainstream journalists working with some bigger uh, companies that are you know paying them to do their journalism and coming to that conclusion, uh, of course, during the, the, the COVID crazy years, it was like, you're done, you're out of here. But now to be able to say that even on a platform as big as Rogan's, like you point out, we were banned for saying things like that on Spotify. And YouTube, yeah. of course, and LinkedIn. But uh, Spotify is hosting primarily the hosting uh, platform for Joe Rogan's show. That would seem to be a supreme violation of whatever it is that got us booted from Spotify. We don't, and we don't even drop f bombs and you know stuff. I mean, we're we're very tame, relatively speaking. Yep. Oh my gosh. Hundred percent. I mean, it's just great to see somebody. <clears throat> Although some people will be conflicted about this, and we'll get we'll we'll, we'll talk more about this when we uh, we talk about Bala's uh, question of the day because it goes right to what what I was I was talking about because he's he's not against vaccines as you can tell from what it was that he said, mm -hmm. but he's holding the pharmaceutical companies their feet to the fire, uh, and he's questioning the mRNA, which I mean that that that's really over the, 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 the COVID situation, right. what we've been talking about, right? The mRNA technology, exactly. what is it? What yeah. does it mean? What is it intended to do? There are a lot of theories about that and stuff. So I, I respect him for his opinion on that. By the way, he was a writer for the New York Times. Mm, okay. And during the, uh, the, the COVID time in 2021, Twitter suspended him permanently. For, for the same thing that, that we got dinged on for violations right. of COVID-19 misinformation, all that stuff and everything like that. So he uh, that, that's what his lawsuit was, is about. Well, I find it also interesting, the headline that he, he referenced, immoral and unethical. And I, I would add, if I can say it, unscientific in terms of acknowledging that when you do the tests on something, and you find certain things that you don't like that you somehow suppress or eliminate that and or exaggerate or make up the stuff that you want, like that it stopped whatever progression on and on it goes. They, so you could say unscientific, too. I don't know if that'd be the official uh, you know, definition of it, but on every level. Think about this, wherever you are on planet Earth right now, listening to or watching the Robert Scott Bell show, 
your government, with rare exception, I mean, I, I think that the uh, Florida under DeSantis right now has said, you know, we're not recommending this. I don't know if other uh, states have done that, but in terms of federal or, or whatever, your overlords, if you want to look at them that way, I don't like that, but uh, are engaged in unethical, immoral, unscientific, I would d- dare say unconstitutional attempts at promoting a product that is a for-profit product that carries no liability and that doesn't work. And the only thing it does is it brings death, disease, mayhem, inflammation, and danger. Immoral and unethical, there got to be stronger words than that. Right. But, you know, that's the that's the headline. And again, Spotify did not ban the Joe Rogan show based on having Berenson on there saying exactly what we just replayed. Absolutely. Uh, there are a couple more clips. Maybe we can go deeper into this. All right, let's check it out. Didn't they just test it on 10 mice? Yes. Pfizer, literally 10 mice. Yes. Not a joke. Um, I, there were 5 billion doses so far of the mRNAs made, okay? About $100 billion sold by Pfizer. Uh, no, I want a little bit more. $110, 10 $120 billion sold by Pfizer and Moderna combined, okay? My best estimate, I, and I haven't been able to lock it down because the numbers are really hard to find, 2 billion of those 5 billion doses were thrown away, unused. The companies made somewhere between $40, 50000000000 billion on vaccine that just got tossed. Thrown, it was a pure gift to the companies. $40 billion. Wow. Now, that, that even, by, even by American pharmaceutical standards, that's a lot of money. It's a lot of money to waste. Hmm. Yeah. Jeez. Because <laughs> nobody wanted them. Uh, they made... Pfizer made $75 billion in 2021 and 2022. Moderna made close to 40 They made some more this year, not as much. But yeah, it's a lot. That's a few bucks, huh? Jeez, Holy man. moly. And I think it's an interesting point that he's making. Mm-hmm. That, you know, they got the, the, the basically, I guess, what, the contract from, from the government to, to make these things under emergency use authorization, right? And they threw away 40 or to $50 billion of it? Yeah. I mean, I mean, it went in their pocket. The money went in their pocket. Sure. But what they were contracted to do uh, got basically just flushed down the toilet, which you would probably say, yay, that's a good thing, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean. I well, can, let's I, say every every vaccine, in this case, it's not a vaccine, it isn't injected into the arms of an innocent victim is, a good uh, thing, is, right? is, is better than one that's injected. However, sure. But the, what about the, the money? Yeah. Well, the crime is, we paid course, for that. Yeah, the theft, and that yeah. is the uh, also the uh, say denaturing of the money supply. But it's been denatured ever since it's been uncoupled from real, you know, essential gold. For instance, uh, if we look at the inflationary spirals, everybody, you know, if if you're a normal person and you go to a grocery store, if that which you can't grow your own um, and buy stuff, you realize how far your your your, your Federal Reserve note doesn't go, and how much of this is not you know just the money going to Ukraine, but the money going to the pharmaceutical industry that produces a product that would not exist in the free market. It just would not exist. The liability would be so devastatingly high. And the fact that it didn't work would become obvious. And the government, if you can call it your government running cover for these uh, industries and these players within those industries, it, it shows you how clear it should be that your government is captured and does not in any way, shape, or form, the illusion is is that can't even exist, can it? That they're here to protect you. They're only here to assault you at this point. So at what point do you say, 
I can no longer support this, and I am not required morally or ethically to do so, much less constantly. And how can you look at this situation and deny the the uh, the money grab? Mm-hmm. You know the the corruption that's going on here. I mean, fifty billion dollars. Yeah, you know, that's. The, <laughs> Uh, a B is not, is not the, the billion thing is just no big deal anymore. I can't, I can't, that, that's one of the things I've had trouble wrap, wrap my head around as far as money and government, this government, yeah. just billions now, billions here, billions did there. You, did you see like a trillion, what is it? An extra trillion in debt over the course of how long? This was a big deal. It's like, it took how long to get to 33 trillion. It took how long, how long oh, to get to debt, a trillion, yeah. but they added a trillion to it. Somebody correct me. Is it three months or is it three ridiculous? Years? Yeah. Well, but yeah. At, at this point, Democrats, we're right? On let's the spend, edge let's of, spend the money. Yeah, we're teetering on the edge of you can't make that work anymore. And they don't, you, dude, I don't think they care anymore. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, I don't know. Actually, I don't know when was the last time they did care. To be honest with you, sure. But at this point, it, it's kind of like you know, like, like the the person that. Um, you know, is in like in debt and they're just like, they have the, they're so far in debt that they just can't see a way of getting out. So what the heck, just man, go I'm, I'm just going to buy, I'm going to buy some new stuff or whatever right. like that. I might as well. What difference does it make? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's almost where this country is right now, where mm-hmm. it's so far in debt that it's, nobody can see a way out of paying off this debt. So what's the point here? Here, Ukraine, here's. Here's hey, here's half a billion dollars. No problem yeah. here. Oh, you want some more? Here's a billion more dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, we all we're just writing checks, right? I don't know. I don't know about you, but I, you know, when I was when I was younger, I totally screwed up my first checking account. I mean, oh man, like that, man. I mean, it was just like you're 18 years old, and all you have to do is have this piece of paper, and you can buy stuff. And you're just like, wow, dude, oh, I can I, just I can just write a check, and I can get you, those. Did you overdraw your account? Oh, the first time dude, you had- are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are at you one like point, the guy from um, Catch Me If You Can? At, at well, not quite that bad, but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there was a point in my life where, like, if I walked in through the doors of a bank, alarm bells would go off. You know, do you know? It, it was yeah, I was very I irresponsible know. as a young young kid. Okay, I I can't say I identify with that. I was like, I was the guy that when I got my first credit card, I would calculate that I could only spend on it if I could pay it off in the next month, so there would be no interest on it. Yeah, you're one of those guys. I was one of those guys. You're one of yeah, those I'm guys like, I hate. I don't like debt. Yeah. Never oh, like look debt. at Mr. Perfect over there. Did everything right. That's not it. Oh, I you're so thought... you're so smart and responsible. You know, no, I, I hung think... out with people that would write back. See, because back then, back in the uh-huh. day, before everything became electronic. Yes. You could get away with it for a little you could while. T- you would write a check, right? Yeah. And you would you go over here and you you write the check here. Then you would write a check to like the bank and deposit the, the you know. And it would like put the money in the in the bank account, and then it would take like a day or two for it to clear. And as long as you got the money in the bank to cover the check that you wrote to the bank, then that would cover the check that you had written to somebody else. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude, you like living on the edge more than me in that one. <laughs> well, that was not me. So anyway, I'm glad we're here together oh, and you survived that man. and recovered yeah. and matured so, to grandpa anyway, level. All right, one more Joe Rogan clip here. All right, let's do it. Uh, we'll put a, a period at the end of the sentence here with okay. Alex. Berenson. Okay. Yeah, it's hard to turn that bigot off. That's I get right. it. And it's hard to tell the truth when, yeah. when there's that much money. Well, can you, though, if, you've, if you put something out and you, like, again, we're bringing this back to the obligation to your shareholders and how to run a corporation versus, like, what's the right thing to do, right? 
if you have something and you haven't been called out for it, and there seems to be like enough gaslighting going on in the media that it sort of obscures the reality of of it, you're supposed to keep selling it. <laughs> I mean, if you if that's what your company does, right? I'm not saying it's good, but I'm saying like if you if you don't know there's a problem, then you don't know there's a problem. And if you don't look to find the problem, then you don't know. Right. So you don't look. So you don't look. That's the game. Boy. I wish that wasn't the game. I wish the game was uh, we want to make medicine to make you feel better. And if that medicine doesn't work, we try to come up with a new one. Wow. Right? Yeah. I mean, I, I love the conversational style of Joe Rogan. It's great. They're just mm -hmm. having a conversation. But, I mean, how how accurate is that, right? Um, yeah. If you are a pharmaceutical company and your job is to sell pharmaceuticals, and if there might be a problem, but it's the something where people yeah. haven't really kind of zeroed in on it yet and it's not yeah. really become a problem, what do you do? Well, mm -hmm. you're a business. You're a business to make money. You're not a church. You know, you're not a bunch of, <laughs> you're not a, you're not a Boy Scout troop. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, you're a business and you have shareholders. So you're going to keep selling that drug or that vaccine until you can't. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, it's a very the, good point. The people that have no moral code or compass or ethics, if you will. And that was the point of, of talking about, you know, what's going on here. Now, the question is, who still wants to get the COVID new version injection? Is there anybody out there that's actually lining up for this? And if they are, I don't know that anything I can do or say can help them. And I'm a guy I like to I like to help people. It's not looking good so far. Yeah. I mean, what um, was it? Pfizer was projecting 24%. Yeah. So if it's true that 24% of the population still wants it, there's 24% of the population that are engaged in a slow or rapid suicide. Because there is no benefit. There is only detriment to these injections. If you survive the injection, you are left with all kinds of inflammatory uh, uh, issues and, and degenerative issues. Some more severe and rapidly causing your demise than others. And we don't even know batch by batch by batch how consistent whatever is in it is in it, much less what is in it. So if there's 24% of the population that are still taking it, um, you might want to say your goodbyes now. You might want to say, hey, I love you, and, and I'm sorry that you, you feel like you need to take this, but it's so obvious. How do you, how do you not see it at this point? Unless you're you know, drinking the Jim Jones Kool-Aid. Because it's a cult. It's a death cult. Now, all of modern medicine, if you step back far enough, you could argue the vast majority of it is participatory, participating in uh, a pharmaceutical, chemical, toxicological death cult, but even a radio radiological one. In terms of the history of modern medicine, um, what it does is it poisons people for profit under the guise of poisoning you back to health, which is absurd. Acknowledging the limited area where it has excelled in terms of surgical interventions to put Humpty Dumpty back together again, or even in response to weirdly enough, let's say a cancerous growth that they could remove surgically from you. But at the same time, they contributed largely to the cancerous growth to begin with by the drugs they uh, said you needed to be on since you were a little baby, much less the nutrition. They would deny you by saying that nutrition stuff is bunk. Don't take dietary supplements on and on that goes. And so even in those areas where you'd say, well, they excel and they do good work, they've actually contributed 
to the reason you're having to go back to avail yourselves of some of the advancements made in, let's say, surgical interventions. Would those have been necessary had you been following the advice, if you will, or information given to you by a homeopath, a naturopath, a chiropractor, an herbalist, and on and on, someone who advocates eating cleaner and exercising and drinking, what, water that's purified, maybe contains, yes, a little bit of hydrogen. How about that? Shout out to my friend, Paul Bertero and Echo Water. So as we continue on with the show today, we got my good friend, Dr. Jason Dean, back on the show from bravetv.com. And I got to ask him this question as we bring him into the mix. It, it is Yom Kippur of all days that we're doing this. And uh, there's a hit piece from Media Matters. So I'm not a big fan of Media Matters. And is it true, <laughs> Dr. Jason Dean, that you got not thrown off, but you got disinvited to be a speaker at uh, Clay Clark's event, Reawaken America Tour? Is that true? I was. I was. Uh, I got taken off stage by at from Las Vegas. I was in Las Vegas. I still went, but I was taken off stage. I had been speaking since Idaho a year and a half ago, whatever that was. And mm -hmm. I got yanked. <laughs> I get yanked off stage. I later found out that it was not clay who took me off. I, I've had great relationship with clay in the, in the tour. Mm -hmm. I was taken off by the Trump campaign. So there is a, a, an active engagement with the reawaken American tour from the Trump campaign that said, we can't have this guy on stage. He's too controversial. The the campaign took me my this is my guess. So this is my this was I was Robert I was joking with my wife this morning. I go I go well the hit piece we were talking about it for some reason because it's been it's been about a month or so. And I go sweetie this is actually my second hit piece by Media Matters. She goes it's your second. I said I said yeah. I go they they hit me last year as well. She goes what they hit you for. She said, I go last year, it was, it was the fact that I was a chiropractor. I was a 9-11 truther and I went into some reptilian agenda, some stuff like that. And, and so they went after that because I was on OAN and I was on Dan Ball's show. So this one was because they went after, Robert, a show that I did back in 2020. It wasn't even recent. 2020, mm -hmm. I did a show on Nazi Germany. I had another guest on who was like a really deep diving conspiracy guy. And we were just chatting. You're having a conversation and we went into nationalism. We went into, mm -hmm. you know, basically Hitler versus the bankers. And it was never a Hitler's a good guy. He's wonderful. <laughs> we went into it, it, the topic that's not allowed to be talked about basically. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as this truth scope kind of expands, Right. There's these conversations that we're not allowed to talk about ever. So you're not allowed to talk in America about Nazi Germany. We're not allowed to talk about Hitler. It's just, here's the official story. And I'm not mm. saying the official story is right or wrong, but why is it just like COVID? Why is it that we're not allowed to talk about it? And usually sure. when there's something not allowed to talk <laughs> about it, that means there's something in there we don't know. Yeah, that we actually need to explore deeper. Uh, I remember years ago, Jason, I uh, took on uh, the Daily Show host. Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, the the one that was, was that John Stewart or John Lee John Stewart. John Stewart. Okay, so dude's a funny guy, intelligent yeah. guy, smart guy, but he drunk the Kool Aid on vaccines, like most people, and. So uh, there was an issue where he took on through the Daily Show a bunch of the rich housewives from Marin, who many happen to be Jewish. Now, I am, uh, you know, uh, born into a Jewish family. My mom's from Israel. My dad was from Brooklyn. And I like, dude, 
you're utilizing Nazi-like tactics to kind of make those people ostracized based on you, you're saying that they're coasting on the immune systems of others. They get the shots, right? Because you're not getting your kids shot. Up. And I basically said that. Now, the Jewish press around the world said Jewish radio host called John Stewart a Nazi. I'm like, that's not what I said. <laughs> I said, you're using Nazi-like tactics to ostracize, right? So you're right. The point of any discussion of it. And here we are on Yom Kippur, the holiest day of the year. For a people of, of Jewish faith, the Jewish people, the question is, Dr. Jason Teen, why do you hate Jewish people? <laughs> right? I mean, so, does it- the, the funny part about this is, and, and I and I hate that this is our, our reaction to this when we get accused, mm-hmm. but two of my staff were like, wait, but we're Jewish. You can't be, you can't be an anti-Semite because we're Jewish and we talk to you every day and there's never been, I go, this right. is what they do. They had, this is, this is how I go. If anything, it's just a badge of honor. It's Media Matters. And by the way, Media Matters is run by um, a George. It's George Soros funded. Mm-hmm. It's also Hillary Clinton funded. So this is what they do. They, they, anybody in this, I guess we call ourselves alt-right. And I don't like that terminology, but at the same time, all of us are conservative-ish in nature. When I say conservative, it doesn't mean we're like Republican red. It just means libertarian-minded people. That's what I am. I know that's very similar to how you are. Um, we're, we're anti-established, but we're not anti-established. I'm not an anarchist. I don't want to be an anarchist. That's not, that's not my intention. It's, it's this alt-right thought process of we're constitutionalists. We believe in conservative values. We don't believe, I don't mind some liberal social values. It is what it is. As long as you're doing it behind your own closed door, but this is what they do. Anybody who hits a target and just like you, you've been banned off of stuff. I've been banned off of Facebook, YouTube, Twitter before when you hit a target, they go after you. So mm-hmm. I was on stage we we're making some noise, making some noise in nanotechnology, making noise in the vaccine world. I, I had one of my first conversations on stage in Idaho with, with the tour. And when I started talking about vaccines and childhood vaccine schedule, mm-hmm. people were starting to cheer. And, I, and I, Robert, you've been doing this longer than I have, but we've been doing this for a while. I've been speaking out since about 2010. You were before that. I thought that, that my life would be just battling until I pass away to try to get this thing to open up. Right. I did not expect that COVID would be the silver lining and the fact that people would finally start actually realizing, oh my gosh, it's not just the COVID, it's the whole vaccine schedule, it's the poisoning of our children. The problem is you and I and many of our other colleagues are over target. And the only defense that they have as we're winning, we're raising consciousness is mm-hmm. attacking the media, attacking the media, because a lot of people out there, you guys were just talking about the COVID vaccine and who's getting it. Robert, I'm still shocked. I hear people constantly who are still going out and getting boosters and people who are excited about this new variant booster yeah. or whatever it is that they're going to get. Yeah, it's it's uh, the the lowest rate of survivability as far as consciousness on planet Earth, just about, uh, you know, other than people that want to live in raw sewage. I don't know who those people are, but I think uh, they're fewer than the people that want to have it injected into them, apparently. Um, it's just devastating to watch and it saddens me. But at the same time, one of the things you have to do to mature uh, as a healer of any kind, doctor of any kind, is to recognize you can't help everybody as right. much as you want to. And if you try to help you, it's like you beat them into submission to help them. That's not going to go well for you or them. 
And there's a point where you have to kind of go, all right, you have your belief system about it. God bless you. I love you, but I, I can't go down that road with you. And, I, you know, I've talked about this and you, and you have too. the people we thought were with us before COVID. And we were shocked by so many that went uh, uh, through the fear or whatever it was that triggered them to, to kind of completely do a 180 of some kind. And they were like, I thought you were this and you said you believe this and now you're there. Uh, so in many ways, it kind of shook it up shook it out to say the people who were pretending to be, let's say, holistically inclined and really believe in the immune system and the terrain. And then they abandoned it the moment they were frightened enough, or if they went political enough in terms of Trump derangement syndrome, and this isn't, you know, only about that, but that certainly played a role in it, how they were manipulated by those folks, whether it be media matters or others or puppet stringers beyond that. But, you know, even, you know, when I've talked about Holocaust issues as a, uh, you know, person of Jewish descent, right. And I said, okay, the number 6 million, how does that come about? <laughs> and, and if you bring that 6 million number up as a point of controversy, you're a Holocaust denier. No, that's correct. It doesn't mean there weren't atrocities committed, but hey, let's talk about the number. We can't do it. Not allowed. And, and so, you know, my point for anybody that looked at that Media Matters article and said, oh, Jason Dean, he's a hater. No, it's someone who's engaging in discussion. Yes, we covered controversial topics all of the time, pretty much. But the ability to engage instead of being triggered into silence or silencing somebody is something that I try to do, even if it's uncomfortable with some of the topics we have to cover. Isn't it amazing that we're considered controversial topics, that we, we're just discussing things right like you're right i mean i think on that show i brought up we talked about six million i'm like where did that number come from i could have been that number but where mm. where did it come from you know um you know a couple weeks ago 9-11 pops up and i have a whole show on 9-11 mm. and i and i and i called it a false flag and this is one of the things that i get i'm sure you probably do as well uh you know i get comments in the feed someone says are you saying that no one died and i go whoa, whoa, whoa this is this is our problem in this world is I'm just trying to have a discussion. I'm trying to talk about stuff. I, I talked about maybe there's not planes, maybe it's dustification like Dr. Judy Wood talks about. I went over many topics, but if the first thing you can come up with is, does that mean no, that, that means no one died? I didn't say that. I said, it's a false flag and that's not the definition of a false flag. Something absolutely happened. There were absolutely lives lost, just like there's lives lost in school shootings. That doesn't mean the event went down the way that they claimed it went down. Mm -hmm. And I think we're getting to this, for lack of a better word, because it's used all the time, is the word precipice. We're getting to a precipice. I just saw a little bit ago before I came on uh, a U.S. Uh, women's soccer player. She, I don't think she plays anymore, um, but she she was playing. I think she's at the marketing wing now, but oh, uh, Maddie Cusack. Rapino. Tw uh, Matt, Matty Cusack, 27 years old, just oh, died definitely. suddenly. Oh, no. Okay. I didn't hear about yeah. that. So, so where is this line in the sand uh, that, oh my gosh, people, uh, people are falling. And like I just said, uh, in my brain is having trouble processing this on a daily basis. When people come up and say, oh, well, we're going to go for the, the next booster or we got to make sure we're protected. And we're going to get to a precedent. We're going to get to a line in the sand where I'm thinking just shocking data comes out. I'm thinking at some point uh, the risk analysis situations of insurance companies are going to, something is going to start imploding here, which is going to, I think, unfortunately, wake people up in a very, very, like it's kind of when you're napping and you're really deep sleep and someone comes and wakes you up and like got to go and it scares the crap out of you. Right. 
there's going to be a very scary wake up call to a lot of people soon. And because this is going to just keep ramping up. It's not going to slow down. When you look at the science, and I know you've gone over this, when you look at the science behind what this, it's not a vaccine because it's not the definition you get changed, but what this bioweapon does, you said it earlier correctly, which is I've told people on my show, which people don't like, the, the friends, the family, the colleagues, the people you know that have got it, spend as much time as you can with them, tell them you love them, appreciate them, say goodbye if you have to, not because I want to, but yeah. Dr. Uh, Judy Mikevitz has talked about it, Dr. Henpenny. You got two or more, the writing's on the wall at this point. We're talking under five years, and I don't like to say that, but at some point, this society has to wake up, Robert. Yeah. At the same time, I know you're not willing to give up on them if they come on over and say, you know no, what? No, not at all. I, I see the error of my ways and I want to, is there anything I do? I'm not one that writes them off. I'm saying, look, you got some challenges. But that's, you know, the whole point of uh, the various uh, discussions, much less uh, seminars, webinars, other things that we did. The Healing for the Ages conference was sensational. Uh, and I was there with uh, Dr. Brian Artis, Henry Ely, uh, Jana Schmidt, and uh, uh, Dr. Ed Group. And I was like commenting at the end of it as I got on stage to talk about this. I said, you know, you guys, this is amazing. You put this together and it's a science-based deep dive into medical literature as anything you'll ever see. And not one medical doctor had <laughs> anything to do with the program, uh, the agenda. I'm like, finally, because the allopaths <laughs> have had their day. They've had their century or two. And it's time for them to be relegated back into the little dunce chair corner when it comes to anything beyond emergency trauma intervention and not looked at as the, you know, the saviors of the, of the, of the health universe, because they have been contributing to the decline of the health of so many ever since they adopted vaccination as a religious mantra or, or sacrament. I, I don't, I, I get, so I'll give you some examples of physical. So this isn't me just, randomly talking to people. Robert, I had a patient that came in about a month ago to my mm -hmm. office. I, I'm still like in the trenches and she comes to me and she has a Lyme situation. I work with that all the time. And she tells me, and I struggle with this on a daily basis because of just morals and ethical code, right? We take, we take a code um, that we sign off on when we leave chiropractic school, medical doctors do as well of do no harm, right? She comes in and she says, I've been on antibiotics and I had to re I had to ask her the question over again because I didn't wasn't sure if I heard it correctly. <laughs> antibiotics for 20 years straight. And I said, could you say that again? She said, yeah, I've been on for 20 years straight. I go, at what point does a doctor go, this doesn't seem to be working. We need another year of antibiotics mm -hmm. this this is the paradigm and you've talked about this with your past and how you grew up um i grew up in a medical model luckily i i was saved from the hardcore stuff uh just some aspirin and tylenol here and there but this is going to be a harsh reality coming to people's faces very soon we can't keep doing this as a society i mean the three bit cancer skyrocketing now but cardiovascular disease still number one Cancer two, diabetes three, autism is insane. Climbing the I've, charts, I've, unfortunately. I've watched, uh, my father-in-law was saved in the past three years by the medical system. However, 
So I give them credit for keeping him alive when he was. However, as soon as they stabilized him, it goes downhill. Mm -hmm. They don't, the food they put in, the other medications they put in. So yes, they can save somebody from a life altering issue. However, once you're (laughs) out of danger, Get out get, get because out, get the hell out. Chase, at that what, point, it's downhill every time. Right. What is your perspective on, on this? Uh, when I mentioned earlier that even though they can do amazing things like to save your father temporarily, I argue that they contributed to the thing that they had to save him from if he <laughs> relied on them throughout his life. So that's funny you bring it up because he went in having shortness of breath, heart issues, et cetera. And my wife was there for the beginning of it. And they had to bring him back to life um, with the shock. But she said, she goes, wait a second. He started coughing. You gave him too many fluids, but pushed him into congestive heart failure. Then you had to bring him back. And so I'm like, oh, they saved his life. And she goes, well, actually, Mm -hmm. they induced the problem to start with because they overloaded him with fluids. His heart went into essentially um, heart attack. And they had to bring him out of it. So did they save his life or did they initiate the whole problem, then bring him back? Not that it was a conspiracy. It wasn't that. No. It's just yeah, exactly. the competence level is so low. Medicine is such a low success rate that literally how many people, like you said, how many families are bringing their, their, their um, family members in and the hospital is not only making them sicker, but it's killing them off. Right. And this is not to say, please don't take, Jason didn't say it, I didn't say it, that there's never a place to go in for a life-saving intervention from an allopathic doctor. That's not what I've ever argued. But I want to you know, broaden our perspective to say the reason you likely have to go in outside of you know obvious acute trauma care like you've been shot or you've been hit by a car or a bus. Those things have been precipitated by the lack of knowledge or the purposeful wallpapering over real healing knowledge by the allopaths that said diet doesn't matter. Or if it does, we'll just say eat a better diet and we won't define it. And it'll include, uh, you know, GMOs and pesticide laden food. That's fine. It's just food. It's just calories. All of those things we grew up knowing from the doctor community and where they stood. They're now trying to kind of make amends some of them. And I'll give any of anybody props to come on over to this side and go, yep, we were wrong. But at the same time, that is still the predominant paradigm in the West and our government, even Trump, dare say it. Now, you might know something I don't know. We'll still go to medical doctors for expertise in the area of health and healing when they have little other than that intervention and a life-saving maneuver, so to speak, that they might have precipitated. Donald Trump still took millions of dollars from Pfizer. So at the end of the day, I mean, I I always tell people, in this left-right paradigm that I do not care for in the uniparty system, uh, I will take him over the other because the other is absolutely atrocious. However, at the end of the day, I was a wrong Paul guy. So at the end of the day, um, I keep my head in a swivel. Uh, I will support if necessary. But at this point, I don't know. I don't know if I told you this, Robert, but I will not vote in the 2024 election unless the entire thing is controlled demolition between now and then. I, I'm, I'm, uh, unless the that? whole system yeah. is in our faces, shut down, and I see actual voting systems put in place that prove that they can actually count this thing correctly, and our votes are the ones that count. Sure, I have I have no reason to ever. You're not alone go- in that sentiment, and I get it. And I, you know, here I am, just saying, follow your conscience, follow your bliss, whatever it is it tells you to do. But um, 
you know, speaking of Ron Paul, he has endorsed Jonathan Emord, who you know from this show. Mm -hmm. He's running for the United States Senate, Virginia. Now, I pray that they count those votes right, too. Right. He's got a clear path to beat somebody that is not popular, even though he has Soros money and had the backing of Hillary Clinton and Tim Kaine. So I'm not telling people what to do. That's not my role or goal. But I will share about the people that I feel have integrity in the midst of that. And you got to decide what to do to support or not. Uh, At this point, though, you're right. There are very big concerns about that system. And And I always talk about how do we defeat a system that seems to be so powerful? Do you go on head on? take them on in battle. That's like suicide too. That's not smart. Or do you find that like in cancer, you, you, you learn what it eats and you stop feeding it. And, and you know, simply in a nonviolent way, starve the beast as opposed to trying to defeat it head on. And these are concepts I, I think are spiritual concepts. They're art of war, the science of the art of war concepts that don't require, you know, a bloody battle. We've got to be smart about this or smarter about this because they want to sucker us into it. And that's what happened January 6th where they were able to massage mm-hmm. a reality out of that. No, I think I, I, to me, people ask all the time, what do we do to beat it? You don't beat it via guns. Quite honestly, I tell people, they have they have technology our guns don't matter anymore quite honestly at the end of the day um how do we defeat this this is the this is the info war this is the spiritual war how do you beat you beat it by consciousness you beat it by mm-hmm. um you know i i'm going like 20 hours a week live streaming uh robert goes his 20 plus whatever hours it how do you, you beat it with information I, I cannot go to war with them i can't even go to war with Pfizer, Moderna, and the other pharmaceutical companies because they have trillions of dollars behind them. How do you do it? Every single day, you get up, you turn the camera on, and you hit as many people as you possibly can. And you just, and I don't, I, I don't know if you've ever talked about this, Robert, but I used to, back in the day, try to change people's minds. I used mm-hmm. to try to go on and forcefully think this way, think this way. And then I matured, I educated myself and realized now it's simply, I won't argue anything online. I won't get into a vaccine argument. I won't get into a medical. I will simply take my platform. I will push education out there. And then if Mm -hmm. they want to open their mind to it, I get people still that change their minds. I I get parents who are pro vaccine flip over to to Mm non-vaccines, but I only, it only happens because I just put information out there with my personality Everyone has a different personality. Everyone does this different message. We win this by educating and consciousness rises at some point. There will be a tipping point mm-hmm. and they will lose and it will happen. It'll happen very quick, but it's going to take time to get to that moment. There's a, there's a myriad of tipping points in it. And a tipping point happens in each individual and yeah. that, you know, tips it as it adds up. Uh, what is this article you've got there, Super Don? I see behind the scenes. Is it related to what we're talking about? Uh, you know, I apologize. I don't think we have any articles. We don't need them with Jason. We can just chat forever <laughs> on this stuff and have never run out. I love talking with Jason on that. That's the Media Matters hit piece. Oh, that was the p- the hit piece. Yeah. Behind the scenes. Okay. Yeah. That was that the was one tough. where right. um, they tried to attack and dismiss uh, Jason because he said some things that are of controversy, which we never say anything controversial, of course, and we've never been attacked. But the point is to go into discussion and talk about those things is something that I believe is an important thing to engage in. And that's why we have this new media, if you will, or real media that is not afraid to tackle topical issues that are uh, verboten, so to speak, using a German version of the language. Uh, and and that is including discussing the, the controversies of what led to World War II, the rise of Hitler, Nazi Germany, and the bankers played every role in it. And there were a number of Americans, including Prescott Bush, the Bush family, funded both sides. 
And uh, we're not at all uh, displeased to see the slaughter of innocents, including Jews, gypsies, gays, blacks, anybody. Uh, and, and these were the eugenicists that mm-hmm. are part and parcel to uh, Planned Parenthood today, as it has risen from uh, Margaret Sanger on forward. And yet those are the things that if you speak about them, they will find a way to attack you. And I also find it interesting that uh, recently uh, Russell Brand has been attacked. I don't know if you've covered that. Now, he may have done these things. I don't know. But I find the timing very strange. It's like, where were they all these years ago? Not mentioning at all. And suddenly they all come forward at once when he's starting to gain traction talking about the injections as well. The role of big pharma. Again, I got to ask. Timing is, is suspect here. Oh, it is. It's interesting. So, you know, and by the way, one of the pieces that I spoke about that really got me in trouble was the fact that I said the Third Reich turned into the Fourth Reich, which was um, um, paperclip that came over to the U.S. And our vaccine science today, our medical science, our pharmaceutical science today Mm -hmm. is the Fourth Reich. I mean, it's we all know it's poison. Most Americans don't yet know it's poison, but that is the Fourth Reich. That's how they. Uh, and I've said this before, I've gotten Facebook jail for this a million times. I said, you know, in 2023, they're not going to get you to go into a train car because we're more educated today. Back then they could, they got you a train car, they gassed everybody, they poisoned them. Now you won't get that to happen because we'll stand up. We wouldn't do that. We wouldn't allow our own citizens, whether we like them or not, different ideologies. We wouldn't let them, let them in. But at this point now, now they're, we're, we're actually taking ourselves to the train car. They're saying, oh, well, we have these vaccines. They're so helpful. They do everything. They, they build your immunity. You can protect yourself. Now we actually, we're, we're as a society, we're volunteering ourselves for it. They don't even have to force us mm-hmm. in. They've marketed it so well with oh, yeah. apparently hamburgers and, and French fries that people are pushing themselves into it. And so it's, it's a strange, strange world. You bring up Russell Brand. I don't know whether to trust the guy, not trust the guy. I, you know, this At this point, this world is so chaotic behind the scenes. You know, I want to think the guy had an awakening after he was married to, married to Katy Perry because we yeah. I, I know she's not the greatest in the world. Um, and then he comes out and starts preaching the truth. But then at the same time, I almost don't trust because, sure, you know, we know some of the background. I mean, I... Robert, I, I struggle personally, and, and and I know there's support here, and I support to an extent. I struggle personally with RFK Jr. And P, I'm in the chiropractic profession. I have friends who are like on the road with him, taking pictures with him. They're like, why won't you just support? And I go, it's not that I won't just support. We've become so accustomed to a broken, manipulated system that, you know what? Oh, yeah. I agree a lot on the vaccine, but at the same time, I don't agree in the global the global warming. I don't agree on the the affirmative mm-hmm. action. I don't agree on the different. Th- there's five or more different things that I don't mm-hmm. agree with him on, and he hasn't quote unquote changed policy. So I have to I have to make my own decision for it. Mm-hmm. But my my problem is not him. My problem is we get caught by these shiny objects. We become such idol worshipers that one person says one good thing and everyone jumps on board instead of discerning information. The bar has been set so low. Somebody speaks our language a little bit. Oh, all in. Right. I I get it. But there are no political saviors, folks. 
And here's what we, we've got to go back within, reconnect to the source of all wisdom, healing, all of that. And that is, again, our relationship to the divine that will guide us through this, despite all the cacophony, the noise, the distraction, et cetera. And, and maybe, as I perceive, Bobby Kennedy is sincere as the day is long. He seems to be, and he seems to be willing to engage even in disagreement to go, oh, I haven't considered that. I'll look into it. And he seems to change his mind. So that's pretty significant. At the same time, there's so much that this federal government is doing that even he is in, Emort is in. We we see some little chips and changes, but it's ultimately you and I going to say, I I am no longer supporting that system. The system has to crumble because it's it's based on now. Uh, sand would be more solid than whatever it's based on federal reserves. And, and then you talk about, you know, the, the driving into the boxcar. Look, all they do now is offer you universal basic income. Who's going to say no? Oh, free money. And then that doesn't come with strings attached because where's mom and grandma and grandpa saying there's no such thing as free lunch. Stop. And that leads to what digital currencies that can be turned on and off based on your good or bad behavior that they define. So we see all of the vulnerabilities manifesting in a very rapid way because of, I think, the desperation of perhaps a dying belief system of those who are eugenicists, population reductionists, global warming alarmists. They're not the majority. They have the money. They have the power to market, which is you know modern day black magic through the wizardry of, of media. But they don't have the majority. And they're desperately no. trying to pretend they do. They're bigger than they are. And then you realize you stop. Again, participating, you stop engaging, you stop propping them up morally, ethically. You don't have an obligation to, to uh, let's say, enrich your captors and enslavers. And that's where the you talk about, as I agree, the consciousness shift changes everything and you don't have to declare a war. No, and honestly, yeah, we, we, we cannot, Americans cannot afford a war. I mean, I it, we've, you know, when, when J6 was, was going down, um, I told people, I said, I was asked to go. I'm like, I'm not going. Like, why aren't you going? I'm like, they they have so many different kinds of weapons that they can use. They manipulate. I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. Sure, it'd be a great party, but I, I just, I cannot. I got the message, I, stay away. I mean, I stay, did. I, like, my, exactly. The, the, the little voice said, not worth going. Mm -hmm. And then it happens. It, it goes down. And I said, this is why I didn't, there, like something was going to occur there. Yeah. Um, we, as Americans, have to wake up and use our mind and wonder and, and decide how we want to go forward with this. Because, I, you know, I told somebody earlier, because I have a lot of people who go, well, we're just going to go off the grid because I can't do this anymore. I don't want to do... And I mean, you can go off the grid all you want, not to be a, a naysayer or a Debbie Downer, but mm -hmm. they have satellites in the sky, guys. They... they, they <laughs> My, well, if my, they want to find you. They found you. They know my, you. my phone. Like I have yeah. a phone. At the end of the day, yeah. they know me. They know where I am. You're not going to get away from this. The only way to really totally change and win this is, and it comes down to conscious. It comes down to the spiritual battle. We have yeah. to win this so that we can actually have a sane planet versus battling these guys all the time. Exactly. Hey, Doctor Jason Dean, love you, my brother, and uh, uh, you don't hate Jewish people, so stop. I it, don't. Right? I actually stop love saying. Jewish people. It's ridiculous. I love all people, actually. Exactly. This is like, this is the manipulation they play. It's not going to work here. And I appreciate your love to your wife and family. And appreciate look forward you to as well. You at an event somewhere near you or me or wherever we're ending up. There's a lot coming up. Will do. Hey, appreciate you having me and uh, keep up the great work, sir. Yeah, well, that's what we know. It's like breathing. We got to keep at it. So thanks, that's Dr. Right. Jason Dean. Check him out at bravetv.com. 
This is the Robert Scott Bell Show. We got a few, few seconds, if you will, before we got to uh, convert over to the second hour, which means what? Our, our uh, simulcast on TV. I got my good buddy, Jared St. Clair, going to join us as well. And, uh, dude, I've got a question of the day I didn't get to. I'm going to fill them all in. We're going we're gonna to make it through. Plus, the homeopathic hit of the day. And it relates to your emotional state and sometimes urinary tract infections. Being, I'm going to say it, pissed off. Yeah, you want to stay tuned for the homeopathic hit of the day. It's coming up in hour two and more. This is the Robert Scott Bell Show. And uh, we are going to count it down. Three, two, one. All right, here we go. Welcome back. It's the Robert Scott Bell Show. Hour two is about to begin. And we are simulcasting on Brideon.tv. Once again, uh, for those of you who joined us last week, it was a world record performance. Three hours plus of Brideon.tv and Brideon.com simulcast. Thanks to Mike Adams and the crew there uh, in support of Jonathan E. Mord. Uh, my guest this hour, Jared St. Clair, will be joining me, and he also uh, hosted him at an event at his store, of uh, Vitality Nutrition. So we'll talk to him about that as well. Uh, and we have questions of the day coming up from you. We have our Zoom AMA for patron supporters. You still have time to become a patron supporter of the Robert Scott Bell Show. That'll happen today, the 25th of September at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. And again, the homeopathic hit of the day related to a very emotional-focused remedy but also one that focuses on urinary tract. So you want to be with us for that. So stand by. Lots more healing to go on the Robert Scott Bell Show, where I simply remind you that the power to heal is yours. We got loads to do on the show this hour. Uh, thank you for joining us on brighton.tv, robertscabell.com slash listen. There's a live chat room there and various social media platforms where we're not banned. Uh, you can join us there as well. And if you have a question of the day, we'll we'll try to get to it. If not, and then in bonus round. This hour, my buddy Jared St. Clair from Vitality Nutrition in Bountiful, Utah will join in. And he's going to be with me at one of the upcoming events. In the upcoming events tab, you can see it at robertscottbell.com. This coming weekend, Houston, Texas for the Healing Strong 10-year anniversary. Looking forward to seeing all my friends and uh, a lot of new people I haven't met yet at that event. Uh, and then uh, shortly thereafter, if we go to the upcoming events tab, I think it is indeed. Uh, yes, there are two events the same weekend. You'd be in Pittsburgh or Utah, your choice. Pittsburgh has the professional training event with my friends at Nutritional Frontiers, October 6th, 7th, and 8th. And then we have the October 6th and 7th, a gala on the 6th on Friday, and the event on the 7th with uh, Jared. We'll talk about it in a little while, and I'll be speaking on some things somewhat related to emotional uh, states of uh, elation or depression, or maybe uh, the states in between as well. Uh, so that's coming up. Then we got the Health Freedom Expo, October 14th and 15th outside of Chicago, and more. We'll get to that. Uh, but first, we've got a new segment or a newer segment to the Robert Scott Bell Show. You might not be familiar with it if you're new to the show. It's called the homeopathic hit of the day. And I've been doing some homeopathic hits at the encouragement of Super Don, and all y'all out there seem to like it. Uh, and uh, each day that I do a live new broadcast, time permitting, we hit one of those homeopathic remedies. And today it's going to hit hard emotionally. It's called Staphysagria. Staphysagria. Now, the good news about this Latin named remedy that you can hardly spell or pronounce is that it's 
there for you in the show notes today, September 25th, 2019, no, 2023. I don't know what I'm thinking, 19. But anyway, the homeopathic hit is Staphysagra. You have a PDF download of what I'm going to go through right now with you, this particular remedy, which mostly focuses emotionally, but also as it impacts the physiology of the body. And Super Don can bring that document up and everybody can see it on screen or you can just download it later when you come to it. Let's go full screen. Here we go. Staphysagra is known as the uh, remedy for the emotional trauma and even humiliation. Interestingly enough, how many remedies when you think of in the herbal kingdom are specific for humiliation? That's where homeopathy is very unique in that it, it gets down into such nitty gritty detail that you go, this remedy works when you had a humiliating experience, interestingly enough. So uh, staphysagria, uh, often related to emotional traumas stemming from humiliation or you, or even suppressed anger, it could be related. And it's a brief guide, y'all. This is not a, a massively in-depth. We try to hit this in five minutes or less just to demystify these remedies so that you can go, oh, that remedy sounds interesting to me. I think I'll go deeper. You can search it online. You can get a Materia Medica and look at it deeper and, and, and learn all about it. So it's particularly effective in treating emotional and psychological issues. Now we go back to its origin derived from the seeds of the Delphinum Staphysagria plant. And they're carefully processed according to the homeopathic pharmacopoeia, in, the, in this case of the United States, to be converted into a homeopathic remedy via serial dilution and succussion. Now, the key characteristics when we talk about the physical body, again, this is a limited hit, y'all. It goes a lot deeper than this. But used for conditions related to trauma, such as recurrent, uh, even, uh, let's say, styes, right? You've heard of sty on the eye and other things, or urinary tract infections. And I find it interesting as we go to the emotional side of this remedy, we talk about experiencing suppressed anger, humiliation, emotional vulnerability. And I want to think about those primary uses dealing with suppressed emotions, particularly stemming from humiliation or abuse. And, you know, these things can come with long-term anger issues. You might not have a memory of where the heck it started. And if you've ever read, you know, stuff, I was at Carolyn Miss and other uh, authors that have written about how symptoms manifest in the body and they kind of correlate to your emotional state or mental state. And I mentioned that physically very often, the staphysagria can be indicated for urinary tract infections, but linked to emotional trauma in particular. And the idea of being pissed off, literally, I'm not trying to offend anybody by saying that, but we, we use that term. If you're really angry, you're pissed off. And that impa impacts the urinary tract system. So if let's say you take uh, Berberis or um, Taraxacum, you know, we've covered some of these remedies, some not yet, or other things for urinary tract infections, and it doesn't seem to remediate it, even though it should, there might be an emotional component you want to consider, and Staphysagria might be that cool remedy to, to try. Used for conditions like styes and urinary tract infections that may be linked to emotional trauma. Now, in low attenuations or potency, 6X, 10X, 12X, 12C, 30C, self-care, self-help, you can repeat the dose as needed, pay attention to the symptoms as they modulate, get better. You might not need it as frequently or at all. And if you go into uh, the really deep constitutional level prescribing, then I urge you to Consider talking to a trained homeopath of some kind that can kind of guide you to the right selection for that. But um, you're not you're not dealing in necessarily life and death scenarios typically with these remedies, and they're not going to harm you in that sense. Oh, that you don't die of a homeopathic remedy, and that's the thing. You know, there are emotional issues that can create physical issues that could be life threatening. That's true. 
and a urinary tract infection left unattended could be very serious or severe. But if you can address it homeopathically, wouldn't that be superior than having to resort to an antibiotic and destroying your immune system through your gut? And then we have to have to go there as well, which we will with the question of the day. So scroll down as we wrap up uh, Staphysagria. There are always complementary remedies that are suggested here, and these are just a few. There could be many more. Ignatia, which I believe we did cover in, t- in talking about unresolved emotional issues uh, like mourning, you know, the loss of a loved one. Pulsatilla is an interesting remedy. I don't know if we've covered that yet. I can't remember anymore. There's so many. Complements Staphysagria for UTIs, especially when the emotional factors are involved. And I added this one, Stramonium, intense anger, often without a clear connection. You're like, I don't even know why I'm angry. I'm angry. So angry. And so stramonium can be that remedy that could be a compliment here. So please, uh, please take care if you're doing self-help, but uh, if you need to consult a healthcare provider, this is not intended to prevent you from using one nor indicate you should or shouldn't. This is about your freedom to know these things and uh, consult with a homeopath or, or anybody qualified to help you. Should you feel the need to do so again, this is informational and educational, I'm not pretending to be your homeopathic doctor here on the show. So thank you for indulging me in the homeopathic hit of the day, Staphysagria. All right, Super Don, I want to go to the question of the day. And then uh, Jared might be able to chime in on any or all of these two. He's very knowledgeable, having grown up in the natural products industry. Uh, What was the question of the day we missed from hour one? Can you put that up on screen for me? Oh, we had two? Good Lord. This one's from Joan. Uh, She said, enjoyed your interview about electroagriculture very much. I would like some clarification on the selenium supplement you take and also the one for blood sugar control. Okay, so for me, I defer primarily to 100% whole food supplementation wherever possible. And the selenium I've used over the years is innate response uh, made by the same company that makes Megafood, but Megafood was changed. And it's it's always a question of staying on top of, are they having, do they have the same integrity? I've talked about uh, whole food nutritional companies that have been bought out over the years. Remember like New Chapter got bought out, things like that. Uh, so uh, I've used innate response and I still use it. And then there's also the food research brand of selenium that's 100% whole food that I like. And you can get that from Jonathan at choosetobehealthy.com. Uh, you can use the code RSB5 if you want to do that. All right, uh, next part of this, uh, have you updated material on the silver aloe protocol? Okay, I have the file open and I've been a slacker. Not really, I've just been so ridiculously busy. I haven't gotten back to it, but I am going to get on that. And I plan to have that done this week. And I will, we'll make that available. We'll let you know how to get a hold of that. It's the chapter from the book, Unlock the Power to Heal. It'll be updated. Also suffered with intestinal dysbiosis, uh, Joan says, as a result of numerous rounds of antibiotics over the years. Would like you to talk more about your healing journey. Okay, good Lord. I don't have time to talk about my healing journey. I got uh, other folks I want to hear about their healing journey. But I will say that it took me two years to recover my gut. When I started eating organically, started supplementing with minerals, uh, utilizing herbs and homeopathy, took two full years from the age of 24 to 26 to overcome the bulk of, not all of it, but the bulk of the GI issues that I suffered from 24 years prior. With the Silver Aloe Gut Recovery Protocol that I write about in Unlock the Power to Heal and I'm updating, I can do what took me two years and two months or less for people that were worse off, are worse off than, than I was when I started. And so that's an important part of this chapter. It's not to replace things that you know work or are good. I just want to make it more efficient and accelerate recovery wherever possible. And that's what that's all about. So uh, we'll talk more about that another time. Now, second question of the day is coming from Chris. Hi, Robert. Is your real plasma normal with a possible UTI? 
I've read stuff that it lives normally with us. What is the problem? Is it truly an STD? On and on it goes. All right, Chris. Well, this is law of the terrain versus germ theory. If they acknowledge that this ureal plasma exists in most people and doesn't cause harm, why then they call it an infection? Well, somebody might measure it and say, well, it's uh, it's it's more of it's there than it should be. All right. Well, is it because of that or is it because of the alteration of the terrain of the of the bladder, for instance? Due to what have you done to your liver? Is your liver overworked, congested? It's not efficient. And it's sending things down to the kidneys that are going, oh, we can't handle this. Altering pH, other functions. And then suddenly you have imbalances. Could it be following antibiotic use? Any number of things. And you can measure strep, staph, you can name anything, and it can become overgrown, dysbiotic. Yes, we can tamp it down with silver or using a homeopathic remedy and other things. But is it... Again, just targeting things for death all the time, even naturally? Or is it restoring health to the liver, which restores health to the kidneys, which restores health to the function of the kidneys? That means what's coming into the urine is appropriate, and it's not going to be harboring overgrowth of microorganisms that normally exist there and do nothing harmful at all. And as far as is it an STI, sexually transmitted infection, I suppose if you have interactions with somebody that has that overgrowth and you're vulnerable, it could be considered transmitted that way, but not normally. So hopefully that's helpful to you, Chris. And with that, I want to bring on my my good buddy, my pal. We're going to be presenting together at the Your Health Freedom Conference in uh, West Jordan, Utah coming up. It's Jared St. Clair. Robert, how are you? Good to see you, my friend. It feels like it hasn't been long, which is great because it hasn't. <laughs> it hasn't. I was wondering if you really want to be back on this soon. <laughs> do, well, of course I do, man. You're awesome. And I thank you again last week. You you did a lot to make a wonderful trip for Jonathan E. Mord, and you hosted an event at your at your store as well in support of a, a, a really a great guy, a, a guy that stands for the freedom that we believe in, especially. And I talked about you because – you have been in the natural products industry having a store within your family. And I elected in my journey to not have a store or sell things directly because I realized the attack on you, if you actually speak truthfully, even scientifically about all the things that you have in your store, what they can do, Mm -hmm. they're going to target you and find you in 24 hours or less. And, and, And so yet you somehow find a way to communicate this stuff, which I love. And, and, you know, the point is, the journey that we're on is about freedom. Ultimately the freedom to know the things that have helped you have helped me in my life. And I want to be able to speak more freely about it, even if I were to sell stuff. Yeah, absolutely. It is a fine line that we get to walk when we're uh, talking about these things and also selling them. And I have to be very cautious to make sure that everybody understands that I'm not a doctor. I'm not playing a doctor uh, and uh, not trying to provide a doctor, but okay. <laughs> medical advice. I might be smarter than some. I'm sure there's some smarter than me. So it's an interesting uh, dynamic for sure, though. And, and, you know, Jonathan, thanks to you, I got to know who this guy was because I didn't know him before and uh, getting to meet him, getting to hear him speak on on my podcast, Vitality Radio, at my shop and also uh, at one other event that we uh, put together for him while he was here was, well, frankly, refreshing. I hate to even call him a politician because he feels so much the opposite, yeah. uh, but we need guys like him in politics to try and right this ship. Yeah, I had uh, uh, he was he just had a, a big event in Virginia. There was some kind of ball at a straw poll. I haven't heard about how how it went in detail. But one of my friends, Pastor uh, David, uh, was there with him and he sent me a nice image. I should send this to Super Don. But he said 
this about Jonathan. He, he had heard, heard about him through me as well, but had not yet to meet him or hear him speak directly. And he says, I will promote him wherever I can. I loved his platform statements. His manner communicates humility, sincerity, and strength. That's not something you hear from politicians, all three at once, much less <laughs> anything. So uh, yep. I want to, I'm going to send this picture to you, Super Don, so you can show uh, my friend uh, Jared, uh, as well as uh, um, everybody, what happened there. They're in tuxedos and everything. So let me send that. So anyway, yes. And, and as I talked about last hour, it isn't like we believe one man or woman can change everything, but certainly people that have integrity, that understand the fundamental freedom and the freedom to know and to choose based on what we can know is, uh, is, is vitally important. I think is spiritually a responsible place to be that if we find people like that, I am all in on supporting them. Absolutely. And really, in his case, it's almost like a plus two. He wins the election. We lose Tim Kaine. We gain Jonathan Emord. Uh, that's a that's a double victory uh, in the uh, freedom, general yes. freedom, as well as health There's freedom. There's the picture. Sphere. There's Jonathan yeah. with my friend David Allen Carmichael and uh, Pastor David I've had on and I'll have on again. He was instrumental in helping us take on the State Department so that they would have to acknowledge and honor religious freedom, religious accommodation. Uh, for passports with no uh, uh, beastly numbers associated with them. So uh, wonderful, wonderful man. And he's also served in the military as well. So uh, I'm glad that they connected. So uh, Jared, do we, do we, have we figured out what we're talking? I think we have, but maybe what are we talking about at the big event that your health freedom in uh, coming up? Uh, our friend, Kristen Chevrier is putting that on again. Yeah. And it's such a great event. If there's anybody that can get there, anybody listening that hasn't bought tickets and can get there, you've got to go to this thing. It's like a second Christmas for me every year. I absolutely love this event. And uh, the speakers there are powerful. The energy in the room of a whole bunch of people excited about their health, excited about health freedom, excited about the things that you talk about on your show every day. And I know I do on mine. It's just an awesome event that's uh, absolutely worth your time and effort to get to. Uh, you know, I think that we're, we're going to talk about the interesting position that I think many listeners to both of our shows find themselves in. And that is that we, we almost know too much. Uh, you know, this whole uh, thing that happened over the last few years with COVID and everything else opened up a lot of eyes that uh, were previously more closed to some of the corruption uh, that's going on, particularly in health, healthcare, pharmacy, and so on. And there, that whole saying that ignorance is bliss, you know, that's there's a lot of truth in that saying, right? If you, you don't know what's coming, you don't have to be nervous about it. And yet we learn about these things. We become educated. We listen to shows like yours and we recognize, oh my gosh, there's some pretty powerful uh, minds and some powerful money and just plain political power that is working against our freedom and against our health in very, very many and uh frankly, frightening ways. Mm -hmm. The question is, if you know all that, then how do you stay above it emotionally, mentally and say, you know what? It's okay. They can bring it on and I'm going to rise above. And I, that's what I hope to really give some useful advice and information to the people listening mm -hmm. at Your Health Freedom on exactly how to do just that. Yeah. And it can be, uh, you know, s supplemental measures in terms of diet impacting mm -hmm. 
you know, deficiencies impacting our ability to cope and deal with what we know or what we've learned in the past few years, because uh, there's an increasing amount of uh, depression and suicidal ideations, behaviors happening, especially in the younger people that feel like, uh, you know, it's worthless. There's nothing I can do to make a change. And I, I think ultimately that's a spiritual crisis personally, but it's exacerbated or made worse uh, by these physiological deficiencies or deficits in terms of the food that you might have been eating that it's not really food for much of your young life or the injections you've gotten or the drugs you've been on, the gut you've been destroying through various things. So uh, I, I like that we both have the ability to kind of maneuver all of those areas and so show everybody how it's related. Yeah, and it's an interesting thing because I think people interested in a show like this are interested in both sides of that, right? They want to protect their freedom. They want to protect their family from tyranny and all these other things that we talk about a lot when we're more in the political sphere. But they also want to protect them their family from uh, health challenges, disease, uh, cancer, and all the other things that can potentially come at us if we're not taking good care of our bodies and if we're not taking good care of our emotional state because our emotions, as any good homeopath knows, play a massive role in our physical health. I mean, it can't be understated or overstated, sorry. Mm -hmm. And so as such, I think one of the big bits of advice I plan to share with people anytime they'll let me talk is if you're going to educate yourself on what's happening in the political realm, which is very likely going to feel overwhelming at times, depressing at times, anxiety-filled at times, then we also have to have a really nice countermeasure of education about how to take care of ourselves through these trying times and fill some time with just plain having fun, having a good laugh, enjoying friends and family, getting out in nature, frankly, doing all the stuff they told us not to do during COVID. We, uh, we, you know, those of us that have awareness about these things can often get very serious, very focused yeah. and lose sight of what you just said. And I've been guilty of that over my lifetime too, where you feel like the weight of the world is on you. And it's like, no, it's not. You know, we all have a part to pay, play and a place to be and a mission to accomplish, but it's not all on you or just me. And that's an untenable place to be. And that, that also could be what is, is weighing heavily on people that drives them into emotional distress and, and depression that they, you know, really want to do something, but they feel like there's nothing they can do. But recognizing that you are here as a divine spark of creation of God, and you have very special talents and gifts and they aren't always grandiose. They aren't always that you have to have a show or anything like, but little things that you can do that transform people and make their lives better. Just the love that you can exude and, and gratitude and grace and, and uh, even just listening to someone can be a transformational experience. Absolutely. You know, just this morning uh, before I got on to do your show, I was interviewing a, a wonderful woman. Her name's Tammy Herbert uh, on my uh, my uh podcast, the Dearly Discarded podcast, where I talk to people who are injured by the COVID vaccines. And that's a pretty sombering show, as you can imagine. Everybody's telling their story of injury and how it's uh, been an upheaval in their life and changed their family dynamic and all these other things. But this woman didn't really want to talk about her injury story too much. She wanted to talk about something that she's decided to do with six other injured people where they have started a program with React 19, one of my very most favorite organizations that supports all these uh, vaccine injured people. And their program is called the uh, React 19 Prayer and Spiritual Enrichment, or uh, let's see, not enrichment, 
Oh, shoot. It's something like enrichment. I can't remember the third word, but mm -hmm. prayer and spiritual, uh, you know, enrichment program where what they're doing is gathering fellow injured as well as people who have not been injured by the vaccine, who've never taken the vaccine, but they care about these people, about their fellow man. And all they're doing is working to help people who are struggling, feeling hopeless, uh, potentially feeling uh, suicidal, which happens all too often among the vaccine injured. We've lost way too many of them to suicide uh, since their injuries because it does feel like a hopeless situation so much of the time. And her, with her injury, has decided to help start a program to help other injured. And, you know, you say it doesn't have to be grandiose. It doesn't have to be big. She's just putting together essentially a prayer circle to help these people and to give them someone to reach out to and talk to when they're mm -hmm. feeling like maybe they can't go on or things are a little bit too overwhelming. It is that type of thing that one person can do that can change the life of many others. That's beautiful. I'm going to be at the Healing Strong 10-year anniversary event in Houston, and I was there 10 years ago in Atlanta, and it's just a, a small organization Susie Griswold and family put together with people who had gone through cancer, cancer treatment, mm -hmm. wanted to, you know, uh, learn other things that they could do, and then they came together, and a lot of prayer involved there. Again, the spiritual side of this cannot be ignored. It's very important. And 10 years later, they're still here going strong and growing stronger and helping people more than ever. So these things can start out very humbly and become quite extraordinary in terms of the impact out there in the world. Um, you know, you with the Dearly Discarded podcast, I mean, that was an extension on things you've been doing in radio for years that is a response to all of these people that you found were injured and hurting uh, to be able to cover that, give them a voice and share their story. We did that uh, documentary film, uh, Utah Safe and Effective, as well mm -hmm. to kind of highlight, spotlight some of those folks we interviewed as well to kind of give a different perspective on how we got here, how this happened. The uh, question is uh, for you is they come out with this new COVID injection. They claim it's not a booster. It's a new version. Who's getting this thing? Is anybody still falling for it? Apparently some are. Yeah, it's, you know, one of the things I talked to Jonathan about when he was on Vitality Radio was that on the way driving down to do the interview, I saw the first billboard of the season that I'd noticed anyway, uh, telling us to inject our children with this stuff. Uh, you know, it's the best way to protect your child from COVID, which, of course, you and I both know children don't need to be protected from this thing anyway. And there's a thousand other reasons why that's a big giant piece of propaganda and a big fat lie. But, you know, I recognize that my tax dollars were paying for that billboard. Uh, you know, we're here in Utah, same place as you are. Your tax dollars are paying for that billboard. You know, it's a public health service. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on uh, where there the propaganda is still powerful enough that those who have to some degree chosen to ignore the other side of the argument or have just kind of stayed in their lane listening to the news sources they've always listened to. You know, I, I know a couple of people, I won't call them out by name, but a couple of people that are a little more ill in their older years, uh, 75 to 80 years old, uh, that have listened to the same news station for 50 years, maybe mm -hmm. more. Uh, and that's where they get their news. And that news is bought and paid for by the pharmaceutical industry. And that's what they know because they've just chosen not to listen to podcasts like this, or maybe they don't even know podcasts like this exist. Well, they know sure. mine does, but they don't listen to it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. But it, you know, I, I choose to stay clear now. I didn't mm -hmm. used to, uh, of calling these people sheep 
or saying, you know, using derogatory terms for people that I see driving around in their car alone with a mask on or things like that. Mm. We have to be cautious with this because I recognize, and I know you do, Robert, that when you were 23 years old, you were a whole lot dumber than after you went through your transformational journey to get healthy again, right? Mm. You were naive and ignorant and did all Mm. the things that made you sick before you figured out how to do all the things that made you better. So was that version of Robert a bad guy or was he just ignorant and hadn't figured it out yet? He was a moron. What are you kidding? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but to your point, you, we we try to find humor in all of this as well. I mean, it mm-hmm. is it is quite sad to see a human being in a car wearing a mask on their own, much it less is. jogging or, or riding, doing athletics. And you're like, oh, my gosh. But then again, I have to remember, just as you point out, what did I not know as well? And and. You know, would I wanted it been yelled at and screamed? No, but at the same time, sometimes, um, you know, being a little called out is, is beneficial. I don't mean to do it with hatred or anger, animosity, right. but somehow, oh, hey, you know, what's so sometimes I will approach people and it's, it's a delicate thing, Jared. You probably, maybe you've done this too, where I ask, can you tell me why you're wearing a mask? And I'm trying to like, I'm not coming at you like I'm judging. I just, just sincere, I don't know what, what's going on with you, right? And sometimes mm-hmm. they'll say, hey, I have a, a very severe immune condition and this is what i do to, you know whatever and i'm like oh bless you you know whatever but the point is can you engage and sometimes it's the spirit that'll move you to do it uh sometimes not i don't know but uh i'm not telling everybody to engage all the time because sometimes it could be very scary what happens if people react in a very angry way and i don't want people to get into that but there might be a time where you're moved to, to just strike up a conversation. Hey, what's going on? And then they, they might be defensive at first, but just let them know, Hey, I'm just sincere. I'm asking it. Cause I want to know. Um, yeah. And, wanna... and the energy that comes from that question really is what matters, right? If it feels condescending, it's going to be, or if it is condescending, it's going to feel condescending. If you're really looking to, you know, look out for your fellow man, that's a different story. And you know, the energy the other person has and what they're dealing with at the time may disallow them to feel your heart in that certainly. Uh, but it, it's an interesting thing. I guess what I am more hopeful about now than I was say in the middle of the lockdowns and everything else, when things seemed as bleak as they were, I've never been a guy who lost hope, but it did feel pretty hopeless at times during those Mm -hmm. times. And now we're here, we are at the end of 2023 nearly. And we're starting to hear all these whispers again of the next round of COVID and the new and improved, more effective vaccine. And uh, the billboards are popping back up and uh, we're in, you know, cold and flu season, whatever that is. And all of this stuff is coming along. But what I recognize is that there are millions and millions and millions and millions more of us now that are in the know than there were at the beginning of 2020. And there are a whole lot of people that a whole lot more people that are a whole lot more fed up. And Mm -hmm. I have faith in my fellow man standing up and saying no this time a whole lot more adamantly than what happened before. Yeah, I think so. And uh, just my concern is desperate people do desperate things. And if they are so desperate already that they lied and deceived us and cheated and stealed and did everything they did in COVID to deceive us to take uh, you know, these injections, much less to react by distancing yourself, doing all the opposite things that are actually good for you, you know, uh, that what are they not willing to do? That's that's what concerns me. I'm not predicting it, but what are they not willing to do if they're willing to sacrifice so many people based on the lie, the fraud, the deception? And, and you know, I guess 
that's always been the case on this planet going back through the entirety of human history. But hey, we're talking about here we are right now and maybe what we can do to circumvent some of that so it doesn't have to be as bad this time or at all. Well, and the question is, what are we willing to not let them do? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's really what it boils down to. It's it, it we still have um, as much autonomy as we have and we still have the ability to fight and to stand up and to rally and to speak truth to our uh, to our fellow man. And I I think it's going to be one of those things where it's one person at a time. But, man, they pushed it so hard the last time mm-hmm. that one person became two and two became a million. And then they went and injured a whole bunch of people, a whole bunch of people. All you have to look at is openvares.com to see what that looks like. And we know those numbers aren't even close to the real numbers of injured and dead from these vaccines because you hear it all day long. All the people you, you, you see the sudden death of, of athletes and young adults. It's all over the place. Most of that still not being attributed to the vaccine, but there's no really great explanation as to what else it would have been. And so we know there's millions and millions of people, but the people that do know that that's what happened to them, the people like Tammy that I was talking about today are talking with today on, on dearly discarded those people Boy, you want to talk about a group of people that are willing to fight for truth and spread the word. And what's happened is in their little circles, they've one injury has begat 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 people that know about the injury, mm-hmm. believe that that person really was injured by the vaccine and aren't interested in doing that to themselves or to their children. And that spreads and it can spread much more powerfully and much more effectively than any virus. Yeah, for sure. Now, do you have any other events coming up? We did that up that uh, public event at your store. It's a great little place to host it. I don't know if people are coming out again to do more like that. Or, um, you know, obviously your show is on regularly and we can let everybody know about how to watch you too. Uh, we do have the Your Health Freedom event in West Jordan, Utah coming up. The seventh, te- te- technically it's the seventh all day. The sixth is the gala for those that can get tickets for that as well. Uh, but what kind of events can people plug into or they just go to your store and ask you questions when you're on the floor there? Yeah, the the best way to get a hold of me, uh, the best way to, I guess, hear what I have to say is definitely Vitality Radio Podcast, which is on every podcast player there is. And and uh, that's where I, I uh, share the truth that I've found when it comes to health and nutrition and health freedom. And my show is more focused a, a little bit further away from politics. I do talk about the political stuff, uh, but as much as possible, I'm looking to empower people, much like you did with your homeopathic hit, uh, mm-hmm. and give people information about things maybe they haven't ever heard of before. And speaking of which, when I was on the show last, you ran out of time for the homeopathic hit. And I love that segment. I think that's awesome because there are so many people that have no idea what Staphysagria is, right? <laughs> and so you just told them and uh, Pulsatia and all the others mm-hmm. and, and including myself, I know the, I know these remedies, but not being a homeopath, not spending the time in school, learning about them like you did. I'm still learning all of those things and when they should be used and how they can be used in combination with others. There's mm-hmm. so much value in that. That's what I try to do on Vitality Radio focused on all of what I call the, the best alternative alternatives to drugs and surgeries, basically looking to help take care of ourselves in a better way. We did a whole show on pain and mm-hmm. uh, chronic pain and all the various things that go into 
uh, taking care of chronic pain and reversing chronic pain, which a lot of people don't believe can be done. But Mm -hmm. you and I both know that it absolutely can be and is done on a regular basis for people that get educated on it. So that's that's how you can learn uh, from what I do as far as, uh, you know, if you're in Utah and you want to come by to Vitality Nutrition, we'd love to have you. My shop's been around for 46 years. My parents started it when I was five uh, and I've been managing that thing or owning it since I was 15. So it is truly my life's work. And uh, as far as other events go, I, I don't have anything else coming up. I don't get out nearly as often as you do. I, every time I talk to you, you got nine events coming up. I feel like I, I need to run a retail store like you. So it'd be <laughs> a lot harder, but I think hosting them uh, would be great. I, again, it used to be more uh, typical in our industry, if I can call it that, uh, having events. But I think over the last well, the three years of COVID, it kind of stopped a lot of that. And it's like, I like to encourage people to come out and do these things like, you know, the yeah. big events, like once in a while that Kristen's hosting us at, or to have a venue like yours to do, you know, regular education that used to be more frequent in the industry. I don't know if it's going to come back or not, but if we can ever do something together, I'll be there for you. I would love to do it. We do have a little space that works really well for about 30 or 40 people. And it's a, it's a great, warm, welcoming facility for sure. We love people. Uh, we were one of the few places that never put up a piece of plexiglass or a sign that said you had to put something over your face to shop with us. And, uh, you know, we certainly intend to continue that way moving forward. Uh, Vitality to me, you know, the name of my store, the name of my podcast is much more than just uh, being physically healthy. It's all of the things. It's the spiritual side. Mm -hmm. It's the mental, emotional side. One of the things that we've done a lot, uh, Robert, over the last uh, let's say three years, I guess. Interestingly enough, we did most of it during COVID, uh, having little gatherings in the back, talking about what we call emotional vitality, uh, the things that we've learned to help free ourselves of depression and anxiety. Um, I did a show with my uh, fiance prior to her becoming my fiance uh, on my podcast called uh, Jen's Story, where we talk about how she had a belief that she was bipolar and that as a bipolar person, she was broken. And that she could only manage her illness and try to succeed in society to the best of the ability of someone who wasn't fully functional. Mm. And the first time I met her, I told her, you're not bipolar. And she said, yes, I am. And I said, no, you're not. And she said, yes, I am. And I said, "Okay, look, you might have symptoms that line up with what the big red book says bipolar is. But you're not bipolar and you should not wear that as a label Mm -hmm. uh, and make it part of your personality. And she didn't like that at all. But within a year or two of working with me and uh, recognizing that I wasn't as big of a quack as she thought I might be at first, uh, after I started with her gut and just helped her not yeah. hurt after every meal, right? And it was just a couple of years ago uh, that she stood up and said, you know, I don't identify as bipolar at all. In fact, awesome. I don't even think I ever was. But I was told that I was, and I believed it. She's on no meds. She's doing everything naturally. She doesn't have chronic pain anymore like she had. She doesn't have chronic gut issues like she had. She has marched through a – she spent 10 years addicted to opiates. She was in the medical system. She Mm -hmm. broke free of that. She's been clean for well over a decade now. She's the happiest version of herself that she has ever been, and Mm -hmm. she did that work and figured it out. I was there to mentor her because I I fell for that woman very, very quickly, not as someone I thought I'd marry one day, but yeah. it's just an amazing human being that was buried under so much crap that she couldn't see the light of day. 
And I believe that can happen for everyone. Was there one seminal moment where you said, I'm going to make this woman my wife? Well, I'll tell you, I told her something because she and this is what this is how it is with all the ladies, Robert. (laughs) <laughs> they all want to be my what? No, I'm kidding. But, <laughs> but in reality, we'd been we, we basically became best friends. And mm-hmm. I had told her pretty clearly that that's what I was interested in. I wanted a friendship. I think you're amazing. But 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 and both of us had come out of a divorce fairly recently and I was pretty gun shy. Uh, and uh, she she asked me some pretty pointed questions about, you know, do you think this could ever turn into something more, that sort of thing. And I told her, I said, you know, here's the thing. I've been married twice and divorced twice. That's not a great track record. I never thought I'd be a guy twice divorced. This is not the life that I drew out for myself at the beginning. But what I recognized, and I will tell you right now that I played a significant part in the falling apart of both of those marriages. It wasn't a one-sided thing. I very rarely think that it actually is. And I learned a lot from those uh, those marriages. But one of the things that I learned was that I personally didn't know how to be married to someone who didn't love themselves. Mm. If you didn't love yourself, I didn't think you could love me the way that I wanted to be loved. And it was much, much more difficult for me to love you the way that you deserve to be loved. And when I met Jen, she didn't. She didn't think much of herself at all. There was a lot of self-loathing. There was a lot of self-pity, but there was not very much self-love at all. And I told her that. And I said, look, when you figure out how to love yourself, I can tell you right now that I can love you. You are amazing. You are way more than you think you are. And when you figure that out, you'll be an incredible prize. And it was a day in that same room that Jonathan spoke in last Monday where she was standing in front of a little crowd of about 10 people talking about this emotional vitality stuff that we share with people. And she said, and for the first time, I can tell you that I truly love myself. Hmm. And that's when I said, and I knew she wasn't doing it for me. She had tears in her eyes. I had tears in my eyes. Half the room was crying. I knew that it was real. And that's when I thought, okay, we can shift gears and see if we can make this work for something more. And it's been incredibly beautiful ever since. Now, have you told the story on the air of how you proposed her in the Swiss Alps? I I did. uh, I shared about 10 minutes, a 10 minute version of it. Yeah, it was a pretty long. The proposal was 30 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) guys, I'm just going to say this. Don't let your wives to be see that proposal story because you'll never be able to do anything. I'm like, you ruined it for everybody. I'm glad I've been married almost 30 years because I don't think I could even come close to what you did. That was an amazing journey to make all of that happen for the proposal in, you know, on the top of the mountain there. She deserved all of it and more. Absolutely worth it. Beautiful. Now, where can people see or hear that particular podcast about the, you know, the overcoming of, of, you know, these emotional and mental and other things, the bipolar story. So it's, it's Vitality Radio um, is the podcast, Vitality Radio podcast with Jared St. Clair. The episode is called Jen's Story. I'll actually look up the number. Jen's Story, and okay. Jen's Story. And we are doing a part two, three, and four over the next couple of months. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk. We're going to do one part because this is kind of the whole comprehensive story, but it's not a lot of detail. We're yeah. going to do an episode detailed on what she did supplementally 
what she did with her diet and what she did with her uh, mindset. And mm-hmm. we're going to go into great detail on all of those to help people. It's going to be different for everybody, but there kind of is a roadmap to this. Lots of people have beaten depression, suicidal depression, chronic anxiety, bipolar. Most people don't. Most people stay stuck in that thing. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, Robert, She, I give her a hard time about this because she's a big Lord of the Rings fan. But when I first talked to her about, I, I suggested that she probably didn't have to be on her bipolar meds long term right and she Mm -hmm. said i don't think that's true i am always going to be on my meds and she held them to her heart the you know her hand to her heart as if she was holding the ring Mm -hmm. uh uh, in the lord of the rings like you know Gollum. and i and i saw that and i recognized that she really did believe that those things were a part of her that there was going to be some pretty serious unraveling of the belief system that she had built at that point and that it was going to take some time but all of us are worth that time. All of us are worth that time. We're worth that effort. And uh, I'm telling you right now that you see uh, her children have come to me and said, mom's a completely different person. I don't know what happened. I've never seen this version of my mother before. Mm-hmm. And, and, and yes, like I said, that's the thing that's so beautiful about what we do, Robert, because I know there's a bunch of people that listen to you, that listen to me, and maybe we're the one that gives them that first little jolt into the the move towards optimal health, but the work is done by the individual. The education comes from somewhere else, but Mm. the work is done by the individual. And, and if you want it, you can absolutely have it. I promise you that. Jared, you're a true blessing for those that have heard you and know you. And I'm happy to have more people learn about you that may be all over the world to plug into the vitality radio, uh, vitality, nutrition, all of that. And I look forward to doing more with you. And of course, We'll see you at the event on the 6th and the 7th of uh, October. And a shout out to our friend Kristen for putting that on, inviting us to speak. And we're just going to have a, a a a bit of a, I think there'll be a little bit of silly time too. I just, the, the nature of what we do might get, end up causing some laughter and that's not a bad thing either. Oh, it's going to be a blast. I'm really looking forward to it. And I did find the episode. It's episode 264 of the Vitality Radio podcast. If you want to hear it, I have had many t- people tell me it's the best show I've ever done. And of uh, I understand why it's a beautiful I can, story. Yeah, I could tell already. That's why I want yeah. to make people hone right in on it that might hear a little bit of the story today with you and go, I need to hear the whole thing. The rest yeah, and hear it, from, hear it from her mouth because yeah. it's it's really incredible. Robert, I appreciate you so much. I appreciate what you do. You know, I've looked up to you for years. Even before I started doing radio 16 years ago, I saw you in a in a crowded hallway doing your thing, and I thought, I want to do what he does. So uh, I get to do it too, and I love it, and uh, I sure appreciate you and what you do. Yeah, it's great along the way. You never know who you're going to connect with and become friends with in this lifetime. And that's what's Indeed. you know so much fun about this journey. And I hope everybody opens up to the possibilities as opposed to the, the things that you might dread. You don't have to focus on that. And uh, that's a big part of our journey here. So thanks, Jared. Appreciate you. I'll see you soon. Thank you. We'll see you very soon. All right, Jared St. Clair, again, on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Check him out, Vitality Nutrition, Vitality Radio. Wow, great. I feel, I feel uplifted and happier than a than I did even moments before. That's that's the kind of thing you want. Be around people that bubble you up. Anyway, Super Don, we've got a few more things to to do here before the bonus round. I think uh, are we sort of back on track in terms of our, we were kind of off track a little bit coming off the first hour. I went long on some things, yeah. but I think we covered a lot. Yeah, it's almost like you know what you're doing. Crazy, that. But uh, having another good radio guy on, I don't have to do anything. He just, just <laughs> slams it. It's great. Good stuff. So, um, All right, so... Uh, you want to tackle the big one or the small one first? Well, let's do the little one. 
The little one. one. All yeah. right, going for the little one. Yeah. Got to warm up, right, before you tackle the big guys, right, whatever that is. All right. right. So this from is from Letty. Letty. Okay. Uh, would you please be so kind in helping me as to where or who to go to for hypothyroidism? I live in Laredo, Texas. Thanks. I would really appreciate it. Clearly, dearly, I'm sorry. Have a blessed day. Um, I have a friend, uh, uh, Dr. Steve Hines. If I remember correctly, that might not be far. I can't remember the geography of Texas. I apologize, Laredo, but I'm thinking South. Um, Dr. Steve Hines, we've had on the show over the years. He's a great uh, naturopath doc uh, as an option. But if you don't need to see somebody physically, and that's possible, hypothyroidism is a low-functioning thyroid. There are a lot of reasons that could be the case. Uh, some of it could be an autoimmune uh, diagnosis that's undiagnosed in terms of Hashimoto, but it could just be a depletion of life force and reserves because your adrenals have already burned out and your thyroid has been overactive to compensate for that. And then it's depleted too. It runs out of steam, so to speak. And we talk about energy production. That means the minerals. I've talked often about copper and magnesium, how they play a role in mitochondrial function. But I would say uh, every once in a while, I'd love to be able to, sh to give a shout out to my friend, Roseanne Lindsay natureofhealing.org. She wrote a whole book uh, about thyroid issues, heal your thyroid, heal your voice, that kind of thing. So I would say check out natureofhealing.org and you can even consult uh, with naturopath Dr. Roseanne Lindsay, even if you're in Texas, she's up in Wisconsin still. So uh, natureofhealing.org, reach out and see if that, and, and if not, she can tell you, hey, I know somebody in your area perhaps better than I even know in Laredo, Texas area. So that's what I would say uh, in response to that, Letty. So hopefully that's helpful. Let me know if you need more information. And there are homeopathic remedies that address that when we get to those homeopathic hits. Keep tuning in for that too. All right, you ready? All right, the big one. All right, take a deep breath. Oh my gosh. I can't, that's too many words. Bala, verbose, wordy. What's going on? You want to read that, Super D? Hi, Robert <clears throat> and Super Don. In my analysis, there are two groups among the intelligent people who know for a fact that COVID is an unprecedented, gigantic, planet-level fraud. In Group 1, there are smart people like Todd Callender, Sasha Latipova, Robert Scott Bell, John Rappaport, Mike Adams, Dr. McCullough, Dr. Artis, Dr. Cowan, Dr. Kaufman, and Dr. Martin. The following facts are very clearly known to them right from the start. Number one, the so-called COVID pandemic is a planned and orchestrated deception to force the population to take the COVID vaccines. Number two, these vaccines are claimed to protect people from the deadly pandemic. In reality, they are mainly toxic proteins designed to damage, disable, and destroy people. And number three, the major end goal of vaccines is depopulation. <clears throat> now, the second group consists of people like Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Merrill Nass, Dr. Richard Fleming. These doctors have rendered a great service to humanity by diving deep into COVID and exposing the fraud, but they still believe in vaccines and are taking in talking in terms of COVID vaccine efficacy versus Omicron, EG5, and other variants. As you and I know, the so-called viruses are engineered toxic proteins. These people, these people don't seem to realize that these specially designed and synthetic vaccines are meant for the purpose of slow killing the population. Mm. Is it that they cannot come out of their belief in vaccines despite the glaring evidence of sudden deaths of super fit athletes and sports persons caused by COVID vaccines? Or is it that they have uh, realized only part of the truth? Why are they not calling the vaccines what they are, bioweapons? 
Dr. Robert Malone and Dr. Uh, Vanderbush are vaccine industry insiders, and their pro-virus and pro-vaccine stance is not at all surprising. I am eager to know what you and Super Don have to say on this topic. Oh, Bala. Jeez Louise. Boy. I know. <clears throat> hitting it hard, man. We Pressure don't have time for a third hour. I know. Well, we'll have to get to it. We'll get a few minutes in here anyway. I, I think that people like Dr. McCullough have come an extraordinary long way uh, because, as he said on this show, and he's repeated it a number of times, that you know, even though he was fully jabbed and his uh, kids were, he said, my grandkids, uh-uh, no more. And he's, he's actually counseling people away from all of the vaccines. Now, whether he believes in the vaccine construct, I guess I can get him on and talk about that. I mean, the construct is not horrible in terms of the belief of if you give a small amount of something that it could sensitize the immune system and strengthen it. it. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of that that does make sense physiologically. Right. Uh, but also, you know, the way they apply it through vaccination and injection is completely fundamentally flawed versus homeoprophylaxis as, a, as another way to look at things. So they're not trained that way. So partly Bala, the programming, not all of them overcome their programming, but I, I will give props to those that do. And even if they come part way, I, I want to encourage them. So I'm not going to yell at them for all the other stuff that they don't get yet, in my opinion, or your opinion. Uh, but at the same time, yeah, there are still people that are carrying the BS belief system uh, with them about vaccinology, and uh, they may never overcome it. They may always have that bias built in because of the programming. Others can, that happens, overcome it. Uh, so I don't know, Super Don, what do you say about that big or those big questions that, that Bala poses? Man, you know, <laughs> I don't know if I want to. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sorry. People have different opinions. They understand things differently. I am not one of those people, and it's just this is just me. Mm -hmm. um, there's very little in life that I will say, I know for a fact, beyond a shadow of a doubt, the truth about XYZ. And everybody else is wrong that just disagrees with me. I'm not that kind of person. I just, I just, that's just not, I, I don't, you know, I mean, I can speculate. I can sure. like reason and I can look at things and say, well, you know, there's enough evidence there that it does seem like that could be, but I am so agnostic on literally everything in life for the most part that, you know, when I look at somebody and let me go back to Alex Berenson. Mm -hmm. Remember I, I teased yeah. at the beginning there that this was going to relate for me anyway yeah. to this question of the day. Mm -hmm. Alex Berenson uh, does not have a problem with vaccines. Okay, but I respect the guy. What he said, I mean, I don't, there's, I don't think there's any, most of everything that he said in those clips that we played, we agree with, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you get somebody like one of these other doctors, like a Peter McCullough, right, that has been on this show, been on lots of shows, uh, and if you look at him and you go, you know what, I agree with what he said there, but because he says these other things I don't agree with, I just don't understand why I, it's just, you know, he's, he's a lunatic, you know, he just well, doesn't get it. He's not as it, smart yeah. as me. He's not as, as, yeah. as enlightened as me. And I would look at that and I go, I, I just, I, I don't go there. You know, he, he is where he is because that's where he is. Right. Kind of like Popeye. I am what I am because that's all that I am. Um, if at some point he changes his mind, fine. But I respect people like Peter McCullough who, uh, you know, you look at his background. I, I think one of the things 
that Bala brings up, it's it's a fascinating journey to that realization that viruses are, in fact, in this case, specifically toxic proteins, poison, toxic proteins, basically. Uh, and, you know, virus, depending on the origin of the word you look at, means poison, if you will. And there are other things that uh, variations of that origination to think that they're uh, envelopes of DNA or RNA that they steal from you. I mean, there's a lot that we think we know that we're learning may not be accurate and there's still a lot long well, ways to you go know, there. I mean look there was a time <clears throat> back in, when I got in, involved in this journey with you mm-hmm. when uh, this was back when um, what's her face uh, with Generation Rescue you had her on a show at one time you interviewed her with Generation Rescue yeah I remember um, oh uh, oh I think I know what you're talking about uh, good lord da- former Model Total playmate lady. Yeah. Right? What the heck was her name? What the heck? We just lost her name. She dated uh, Jim Carrey for a Jim while. Jim Carrey, right? Yeah. I think anyway. She's now, yeah. There, there, what was their 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 rallying cry? Green vaccines, right? Green the vaccines. Make remember that. Yeah. Yep. And to me, that made a lot of sense. You know, it was just like, yeah, you know, the vaccine. Um, Jenny McCarthy. Thank you, Lori. Thank you. All right. Yeah, you yeah, interviewed boring. her years ago. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, and to me, that made a lot of sense. It was kind of like, yeah, okay, so the vaccine, you get, you get the, the virus, you put some of the dead virus in there, the body get, sees it, it develops antibodies to it that protects it then from, you know, kind of like if you get sick, you know, the same mm-hmm. thing, you know, you get the, the yeah. whatever it is and you get the antibodies, stuff like that. That made sense to me because it wasn't, it wasn't vaccination. It was the crap that we're putting in the vaccines, right? Sure, sure. That was that was causing the problem. So I think we need to, to hold this topic over to the bonus round because we're running out of time. Maybe, like I said, I don't have to sit here and pontificate forever. But no, it's I mean, okay. that's just kind of where I'm at. Where, sure. where I understand what you're saying, but you know, I the jury is so out on everything for me. Mm-hmm. And that's just this is where I'm at. So for me personally, I don't have a problem with Peter McCullough saying what he has to say, just because he hasn't reached that same level. Sure as you perceive yourself to be on. And I, I don't think Bala was condemning him. No, personally. no, no, no. And I know that. And I'm sorry if it comes yeah. across that way in the way yeah. I'm talking, but I'm just saying, it's just like everybody's in a different place Yeah, where they're at. And I yeah. think we all have something to contribute. And they I think everybody has value. As long as they don't try to mandate it on you. Absolutely. Or me. So with that, let's take a pause, come back for the bonus round. Uh, thank you as well to uh, Jared St. Clair for being on board as well as Jason Dean. And Jenny McCarthy, who we couldn't remember for some reason. <laughs> anyway, thank y'all for being How here. How could you forget Jenny the McCarthy? Power to heal is yours. Jeez. We got our Zoom AMA coming up in a couple hours, two hours from now. For those of you who want to become patron supporters of Robert Scott Bell Show, you can join us on Zoom live, seeing each other, interacting. For a couple hours, we do this once a month. And not only Q&A for everybody, but we get to give away some stuff too. Uh, some silly trivia questions. You can win stuff that I will send you or Super Don might send you or one of our patrons might send you. Believe it or not, that's happened too. So uh, in many cases, you'll actually gain more value than the value you place in becoming a patron. In other words, you, you might say five bucks a month and the very first month you're on the Zoom AMA, you might get a product worth 25. It easily happens. Not that I'm saying that's the incentive to join. I hope you're not doing it just to get stuff, but if that's, that's okay, I'm happy to be able to give you stuff because our sponsors can be generous with that sometimes. So uh, that's kind of cool. 
Can you believe both of us forgot Jenny McCarthy's name? Both I know. That's, that's what I was it. saying. It's like, it's like, We're how did you old. forget Jenny McCarthy? I just, that just seems wrong. <laughs> As a member of the male species, we ought to remember something like that, right? Yeah. What's that? So, all right. Let's just see. We got two hours. You got the AMA. What else we got going on here today and tomorrow and this week? Oh, this week, heading out to Houston. So I just learned if Bolden's in the audience, we either pre-recorded on Thursday or, uh, uh, we're going to miss Michael Bolden or we can bump him to the next Friday because I'll be traveling that day. So I don't know what we can do this Friday heading to Houston for. Uh, yeah, well, we might have to wait another couple of weeks, I guess. Mm. Which is a bummer, but it is. Well, it is, is uh, uh, Yom Kippur for many of my friends out there. You you know, you're you're not eating, you're doing your fast, uh, including our friend Bobbery Oren. Bobbery, love you, appreciate you. Um, I, I will tell you, my wife just got on the, the uh, a serious um, uh, protocol with the with folium, and uh, she was feeling a few days into it a little bit of ooh, I feel like a malaise, a cold, a little bit of stuff going on. Called Bobbery, and which I know he's like, hey, is this this normal? Yeah, pretty pretty typical. And it lasted about a day, day and a half. And on the other side, she's already starting to feel feel better and stronger. So I'll keep you up to date on that as well. If you haven't tried folium, I talk about it as the breakthrough, if you will, antioxidant, Chernobyl level antioxidant. If you are hit a ceiling in your healing and you want to break through uh, Chernobyl level antioxidant, counteracting heavy metals, uh, ionizing radiation components, and it's all over and all around us, uh, go to foliumpx.com, use the code RSB10 to get 10% off, or just call them and mention the Robert Scott Bell Show. I'm sure it'll take care of you. And you get the folium original to start. Then you have the folium relax and folium immuno as the second and third rounds, if you will, or combinations. And it's uh, profound, as I'll remind you. Or for the first time, if you're just joining us, this is the stuff that got my mom back on the dance floor at 89 years of age uh, when she was suffering the last few years. And uh, she's made a pro profound comeback on folium, foliumpx.com. So thanks for that, Bobri, as well. And uh, I don't know, maybe one day we'll be able to give some, some folium away. That's some valuable stuff there. Uh, at the AMAs. But for now, again, I just want to say thanks to, to Bobbery for uh, being a stalwart uh, defender of health freedom and uh, and just in general freedom. He loves America and what it stands for. And I appreciate that so very much too. Uh, let's see. Did we get did we get James Lyons Wilder scheduled this week? I'm hoping we get Dr. Jack on. He got my email, but he hasn't okay. responded. So much cool stuff is going on at IPAC. I can't keep up with it. Dude, every day, another cool course available. If you go to ipac-edu.org, uh, my goodness. I mean, there, I, I want to take everything. Like, you got to be selective, but it's a, it's extraordinarily affordable. You'll come out better. I thought you better. were already a Mr. Know-it-all. What do you got to take those courses for? Dude, I want to go back and retake some. But ah, see, he did. Did you notice that? He did, not, he did not deny being a Mr. Know-it-all there. Look, I've he just I've needed a refresher so course on I, being a Mr. Know-it-all. I give up on denying it at this point because there's nothing you can do. I can't, I can't say anything. But no, I'm not Mr. Know-it-all. I know a lot, but I know a little. <laughs> and so there are other things I could know more about. And you got to pace yourself. You can't do it all and gorge and get all digest indigestion, and, and that's not good either. So check that out. IPAC-EDU.org. We'll see if we can get Dr. Jack on to talk about some of the cool stuff. We didn't cover the story on aspartame and autism link, but apparently drinking diet soda during pregnancy is linked to the diagnosis in the male offspring of, of autism, or it's more likely to uh, uh, bring that about. Again, this is what I call either epigenetics or 
you know, gene expression alteration through environment, even across, you know, generations through pregnancy, et cetera. What mom is exposed to is exposing the baby and that's impacting gene expression and vulnerability, strengths, weaknesses, et cetera. Uh, it still doesn't uh, take the vaccines out of the loop as far as causative agents, but there are cases of autism without vaccines. So it's an environmental assault via very many uh, introductions and directions. It just so happens that that most direct assault happens to be via a syringe, uh, creating those scenarios, but it's not the only thing that can contribute or cause it. So uh, stay away from aspartame. And I still have to talk to a lot of people that just think, well, I'm, I, I don't do this, but I don't do, but I'll do that. And they're into the soda still. I mean, if you're going to do some soda, you know, make it like an organic Zevia or something that's less, uh, you know, problematic to the pancreas and other things. And I know there's even some that have brought out forth controversies about stevia. Uh, but as I said, uh, you know, relative risk, you got to weigh all of these things out in life. And I know that some people like Robert, you make life so not worth living. I'm like, I hope not. <laughs> like who well, says that? No, look, I eat pie, eat organic treats and sweets too. But, oh, I see. Yeah. I'm You're just taking all, taking all the fun out of it. Yeah. I, I just, it's not that I don't eat sweet and fun it's treats. Like that Adam Ant song. Remember that from the eighties? What was don't, that? Don't, don't drink, drink, don't, don't smoke. smoke. What, what do, do, you do you do? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's an irony too, with Dr. Brian Artis talking about the nicotinic receptors. Like the people who smoked were probably better off during COVID than those that didn't. And you like, you picked the wrong time to quit smoking. To quit, right? Stop, yeah. quit sniffing glue. Yeah. So uh, Leslie was talking about the damage to the gut flora of stevia. That's what it was. It was acting that way. You know what? So, Let me tell you something. I know yeah. uh, it's, thanks for bringing that up, Leslie, because uh, we, we've touched on this actually just recently on the show. Mm -hmm. And I came across a post. I want to say it was Talia. Um, Dahlia? No. Or Talia? T T-H. T-H, okay. You know, Talia. in Texas. Okay. Gotcha, yes. Uh, and she she posted this thing about Stevie and had all these studies. Mm -hmm. And Stefan and I'm reading it, and I'm like, damn it. I, I use Stevia every freaking day in my yeah. coffee. And I know that you were kind of like, well, you know, I just, I, I just, I'm not worried about it and stuff. But I, when I read mm -hmm. what I read, I mean, it was in one post that had like three or four different studies showing the issues that stevia can have mm -hmm. with people and stuff like that. I'm like, I think yeah. I need to start well, looking somewhere else the, now. The relative risk, the real risk. And then your best bet is to determine if you go off of it for a week, two or a month or two, and then see, Hey, how, what has changed? That's a great litmus, especially when you just change one well, factor. Well, let me ask you this, since we're, since I mean, I mean, this is an interesting conversation because sure. there are other things that we've talked about on this show that have had studies like these mm -hmm. that you have said, okay, you know, that's not a good idea. So, mm -hmm. what is it in your mind as you're 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 doing the right pros and cons type thing? What is yeah. it that is would keep you mm -hmm. after seeing these studies that would keep you still using it? rather than looking for an alternative when that sure. risk is there. I mean, any risk is there, right? Sure. Well, and that I have to make a qualitative analysis in terms of that and quantitative one as well. And because I've been reluctant, and I'll be honest, this is my human part of me, I've been utilizing it uh, in my uh, mate for a long time now. And, um, you know, so I'm like, all right, what do I want to deal with next? I'm just, I'm as human as anybody else. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, right? I'm leaning towards the monk fruit. Mm -hmm. uh, because I happen to actually have some of that up in my, my cupboard. You can try that. How about honey? Are you not a fan I of just, honey? I'm not. A, you know, I try and stay away from like, like 
sugar, sugar, sweet sugar, you know? Right. So I, I've, I've, I've leaned more towards, um, let, you know, lower on the glycemic, uh, sure. index. Right. Uh, so monk fruit isn't bad. It's just, it has a whole different flavor. It's not right. like, you know, and so it's like, eh, mung mm -hmm. fruit, mung fruit, Panasana <laughs> says, uh, Leslie use about. organic cane sugar. Yeah, yeah. I've, 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 look, tried remember a few also the, the utilization of, of natural sugars in their whole form yeah. is not something I'm opposed to, never been. But the idea of, of course, overconsumption on carbs or complex versus refined, et cetera, these are things to consider. But chromium is the key mineral, like in sugar cane. Why? Because the body, God, creation knows that we need the minerals. So get on the glucose sugar balance that you get from Jonathan at choosetobehealthy.com when you indulge, especially, uh, you know, and we'll, we'll take an extra one. My kids would do that automatically now after so many years, they'll, they'll understand if they're going to have a sweet treat, they'll automatically grab the chromium or the chromium vanadium combination because they know it's going to help them deal with that temporary influx of more sugar than normal. Uh, so there are ways to deal with that. So yeah, I, am remiss. I acknowledge it. It's just so many things I can do that is on my reading list. And you can understand my reluctance to want to dive headlong into it. You know, just again, I'm just being real <laughs> and human as I can be about it. Yeah. It's a, it was a bummer to me. Cause like I'm going to get I've, there. I'll, I we'll finally, I finally got on Stevie and I was like, okay. And I've gotten used to it. And it's just a mm -hmm. thing. I use the liquid, you know, uh, yep. version of it. And, uh, you know, and then I came across that and it's like, damn it. <laughs> come on right? man you know i used to be a big fan it's like uh i forget who it was in the in the chat room that ruined uh green tea for me oh you know i'm just like wait a minute green tea that's supposed to be like super good for you mm -hmm. and you know an antioxidants and anti-cancer and uh, oh but it has lots of fluoride in it well sh mm -hmm. shut up <laughs> dang it so anyway yeah. but it's good to know these things you know yep we got to engage and I appreciate everybody doing that too with us. So uh, we've got an hour and 50, 48, nine minutes till yes. we have to do our, so we don't have a long time to delay. I was going to see if I can get out and finish the lawn and get some other things done and then come back in for the, uh, the zoom AMA. And okay. uh, if you're not already a patron, you can join us between now and then and join us live. And you have access to all of the other patrons uh, uh, videos that we've done that we have that wasn't banned by YouTube. A few of them early on were, uh, and a lot of other bonus stuff. So uh, thank you for consideration in, in joining us as a patron supporter. And uh, if not, I gotta we'll come, see I got to work tomorrow. on trivia questions. Oh yeah, that's right. You got a few. I don't know how many giveaways we're gonna have. I do have uh, for those that are interested. Uh, I'm gonna be giving away some Emord. Oh, I got a couple cool. Emord for U.S. Senate hats. Nice. So those of you who are Emord fans, you can play for that. All right. And uh, we got some silver. Stuff. I got some always got some silver to Giving give away. away some silver today. Yeah. yeah. What else? So, uh, you're you're all out of apricots, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, I do have <laughs> I do have something that I'm going to give away from Nutritional Frontiers. As Ooh, well. is that going to be like the grand prize? It might be a big one. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. at what I got and I'm going to see bringing that out. Okay. So uh All right. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, Leslie's got to go edit a podcast episode from Stay at Home Mom. Or stay at home, mom, and uh, we'll look forward to uh, seeing y'all tomorrow or seeing you this afternoon on the AMA, the Zoom AMA. Thank you to Jared as well. Thank you to Jason. How did? Yeah, we didn't talk about that. How did you like the, the way I took on the the Jewish question today? Yeah, no, that was good. Yom that Kippur. Was, yeah, that was yeah. good, and I I can appreciate you know that uh, he wanted to have 
that conversation. It's, it's, mm. Listen, it's always going to get you in trouble. Always. Oh, yeah. It got me in trouble too. But so it's care? like, you know what? If you're going to, if you're going to go there, then yeah. go big or go home. I go guess, big right? or go home, right? There you go. All right, y'all. Well, thank you for being here. Uh, I don't want to go, but I got stuff to do and I'll see you guys less than two hours from now for you going to join us on Zoom. Otherwise, see you tomorrow on the show. And uh, who's coming on tomorrow? Uh, what is tomorrow? Tomorrow is Tuesday the 26th. Jeez. Hold on. I got I got the calendar open here. Okay. Tomorrow, Sheila Holm will be on. Isn't that exciting? Yep. And uh, I've got I'm Sheila Holm. And uh, who else? Dr. Mark McDonald. Okay. E-I-E-I-O. <laughs> so, yeah, Sheila Holm, Dr. Mark McDonald tomorrow. And you. And you. Here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Thank you for hanging out with us, guys. You have a good day. We'll see you tomorrow.